It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The NBA season has officially arrived, everybody. Hi there. Good morning. Welcome into Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale here with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. <laughs> Guys, how are we after the games last night? I will still take my Cowboys over your Lakers any day or any night. Take them over what? Do it what? Like making the playoffs? Yo, how about that? Well, I mean, come on, man. I mean, come on, man. We're going to make the playoffs. I don't know how much further we're going to go to make it. I, I don't know if you're going to make the play in. That's but that's the playoffs, is oh, it? Oh, yeah. I okay. Yeah. It's not like y'all going to win the division. Shots yeah. fired yeah. early. Yeah. You, Let's you jump know. right in, gentlemen. <laughs> the Warriors, they beat the Lakers 123 to 109 last night to open this season. Lakers struggled from three. 10 of 40, guys. Now, LeBron James, he did have a near triple-double, 31 points, 14 rebounds, 8 assists. He had this to say about his team shooting. be completely honest, we're not a team that's constructed of, of great shooting. And that's just the, the truth of the matter is, it's not like, you know, we're sitting here with uh, a lot of lasers on our team. So, you know, but that doesn't deter us from still trying to get great shots and when we get those opportunities, you take them. But we're not sitting here with a bunch of 40-plus career three-point shooting guys. Mm. Mm. Shannon, mm. what do you think? Is shooting the Lakers' biggest problem? Well, it's one of them. Skip, what they did what they did last year is they traded out old guys that can't shoot and defend for young guys that can't shoot and defend. Huh. And LeBron is absolutely right. They're not constructed of a team that can that's they're built like a team that can contend in the 80s and 90s. You got two guys up front that can go get you 25, 30 on a nightly basis. You get Russ that tripped in and played particularly well last night as far as scoring the uh, the basketball skip. You got 77 points, 78 points from your big three. But then you got nothing else from anyone else. So the way they're constructed, if they're playing in the 80s or the 90s, they'd be a hell of a ball club. They could possibly win it all. But in today's game, where shooting is of the utmost importance, no, nah, they're not going anywhere. Mm. They're not, and if they, don't, if they don't make some moves, they're not going to contend in the West. I don't care how great LeBron and Skip. The thing was last night, the Warriors didn't shoot the ball great. It wasn't like they shot the ball like out of the building. That Steph got hot late in the ball game. But yep. when you look at it, they only shot. 45 45% from the floor. Mm -hmm. We know they can shoot 50%. Yeah. They shot 35% from the three. Mm -hmm. That's not great. No. And at no point in time did you think, oh man, Lakers about to make a run. The Lakers about to do this thing. At no point in time. They, they, they fall in what the third quarter last year with the bugaboo, right? They come out and get out scored by 15, 20 points in the, in the third quarter and then try to make a run in the fourth quarter and then come up short. And it's like, well, if we come out with the energy that we came out in the fourth quarter, now it's too late. Nobody thought you was going to do anything in that situation, Skip. So, for me, 
uh, uh, everybody, LeBron touched on it. Darvin Ham touched on it. I don't know Raw. There are guys on this ro roster, Skip. I don't know what Toscano Anderson, I don't know what role he feels. Lonnie, uh, Lonnie Walker the fourth, hey. But they're not shot. They're not, they're not shooters. They're not shooters. And that's what you need. You need shooters in today's game. And the teams that have shooters, guys that can knock down the shot. And like LeBron said, well, okay, we got some great looks. And he didn't start off particularly well. He was cold as ice from the three-point line. And he's getting wide open shots. It wasn't like he was taking contested threes. He was getting great looks, and they weren't knocking them down. That's not who they are. That's not what they are. So for me, Skip, everything that they said, the one guy that they had as a shooter last year, they let him go. Malik Monk was the one consistent guy, Skip, that could knock down shots from the outside. I'll buy that. And then he could put it on the floor and get to the rim. And they mm -hmm. let him go. He went to Sacramento two years at $19 million. Yep. So... Mm. I, uh, Pat Bev didn't really give us anything last night. He was in foul trouble. He was running around out there. Maybe he was too gassed up trying to make a great improvement. And somehow he thinks, he, I mean, he doesn't, does he understand his role? His role is not to knock down threes. His role is not to be a shooter. His role is to defend. And he didn't do that at an elite level mm. last night. So th this is what we are, Skip. Mm. Now, like I said, I cannot be disappointed if I don't have expectations. I tempered my expectations. So I'm not about to be disappointed. They're mm. not about to get my blood pressure up. I'm not about to have to start taking blood pressure medicine, getting EKGs and all that, because my heart can't take what the Lakers are dishing out to me on a nightly or every other night basis. Mm. That's not about to happen this year, Skip Bailey. So I'm telling you now, you're not going to get me riled up. Mm. I'm not going to bet you no cases to do so you can just come out here and gloat the next day and talk about what happened to your man, mm. the failed foe goat and all that. It's not happening. I know where they are. They are a younger, non-shooting, non-defending team. Mm -hmm. And it showed its head last night. And I get it, Skip. I get it. It's the first game. But you show, I want you to tell me the sign that you saw, that someone saw Laker Nation, that you say, you know what? We're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to be able to defend. We're going to be able to shoot. When? How? Where? With who? Who? Mm -hmm. So, Jeannie, I know you don't want to give up those picks. Mm -hmm. I know you don't. But the way this roster is currently constructed at best case scenario, you're six or seven seed. Mm. That's at the absolute best. Now that's if LeBron them and AD continue to give you 31 and 27. They give you 58 between the two of them. Mm. If they continue to get, they they gonna have to give you that. Mm. If not, you play mm. it all day. Did I just hear a concession speech from my man no, Shannon no. Sharp? Was six that not a surrender speech? Six or seven. That's all six I got. Six or played. seven. Yeah. Not 50 wins, right? Ooh, <laughs> 50, we ain't going to be pulling teeth with no Novocaine. Yes, you were hurt. considering my offer of a bet for 55 wins. You thought about it. I, I saw it in your eyes. You had a flicker of, well, maybe. Skip, I know 50 is going to be pushing up. Skip, they only won 33 games last year. You want me to go 22 more games with a younger roster that doesn't defend or shoot? He's the GOAT. He, That's all I hear. He, He's the GOAT. But we see what's happened when the GOAT. We see a GOAT down in Tampa. When teams play bad and you don't got the players around you, it's hard to overcome it, isn't it? The GOAT in Tampa <laughs> is going to be just fine. Okay. The quote-unquote GOAT, or the phony GOAT, as I call him, in Los Angeles, is simply chasing Kareem on a nightly basis. That's all this season to me boils down to is chasing Kareem. What other choices does and, he and have? By the way, he was chasing last night. It was some all-time stat stuffing late in the game. Man, it was stat you, stuffing. You, you, you realize they fell behind by 27? Yeah. 
with a minute 49 left in the third quarter. At that point, LeBron had 19 points. He scored 12 more points after they fell behind by 27. That is some supreme stat stuffing. But you see what happened, Skip? He get those 12, you knock it down to an eight-point game. You're like, okay, here come the Lakers. Mm. And then the, then the, uh, go to state, step on the gas, and go back up by 20. Steph stepped on the gas. I will give you that. <laughs> he did. All right, here I go. I got two orders of business. Okay. And the first one concerns your man, LeBron James. He said after the game, but I mean, let's keep it a buck. He always says that. Let's yeah. keep it a buck. Yeah. Okay, I'll keep it a buck. And I will say, LeBron, you were not keeping it a buck after the game. This was some all-time hypocritical criticism of Rob Palenka and the front office for not building the team around LeBron correctly. Yeah. The biggest problem, if I can just do little picture last night, was LeBron James attempted 10 three-point shots. Yeah. I told you last year, he was a career-high eight three-pointers a game. Mm -hmm. It's way too many for him because by his standards, by his quote-unquote GOAT standards, he's a lousy three-point shooter. Mm -hmm. And last year, he took the 15th most threes in the whole league, and he finished 93rd in three-point percentage of makes. 93rd, the math doesn't work. Two plus two equals miss the playoffs. That, that's, it's too many threes, and he's off to the races with 10 more because when in Rome, do what the Romans do because the Romans are just raining threes, although they didn't rain that <laughs> they many. They didn't rain every. But, but he had to say on, on national TV, on TNT stage, against Steph and company, Steph and Clay, two greatest shooters ever, watch, watch what I do. And he jacks up 10. He missed his first five. And he closed a little bit late to get to 30%, 3 of 10. And yet, LeBron, the problem is you are taking too many. And to your point about criticizing Patrick Beverly, the irony of your criticism of Pat Bev is, if you look at the entire roster, he is the best career three-point shooter in percentage on the whole roster. He is. He's 38% for his career. Right. And now already, after one game, you're saying, stop it. And it looked like on Twitter he was trending because stop it. Because everybody's saying, stop it. Yes. Quit jacking up threes, especially like sort of semi-break threes where he just pulls up yeah. and rips it and misses it, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other problem is LeBron James turned it over five times. Yes. Okay? Russ turned it over four times. I'm going to get to Russ in just a moment. But we got recipe for disaster here because – Remember, last year they averaged 14 turnovers a game. That was the third worst in basketball. Right. They had 21 last night. Well, again, 14 was the third worst. What do you think 21 is going to be? Oh, it's going to be. It's going to break the record. It's going to break the record, <laughs> and it's because your best player, LeBron, had five. He had five. And the guy who shouldn't be playing at all, Westbrook, had four. So if you're going to be the worst three-point shooting team, led by LeBron James, and you're going to lead the league in turnovers. And you could be the worst or one of the worst defensive teams because they got off to a nice start because they held Golden State to 25 in the first quarter. Right. Darvin Ham did the between-quarters interview on TNT. Like our defense, that's going to be our calling card. And then all of a sudden, Golden State scores 34 in the second, 32 in the third, and 32 in the fourth, and they total 123. That's not very good. No. And I couldn't see it. I didn't see new urgency and intensity no. on defense. Maybe you did. I did not. Okay. So – to, to keep it a buck, you, you, you can't have it both ways. You, you can't blast the front office by saying, we're our, what, what do you call them, our, our laser. laser guys, our lasers, our snipers. Well, well, the problem starts with you. you he, he's still, listen, 
To this day, the, the thing I love the most about him, he's still the best passer in basketball, and he had a couple last night where I just sit back and say, whoa. Mm-hmm. He had eight and, assists. Yeah, he had eight assists. He's re- really good. That's what he does the best. Right. But what he also does at a supremely high level is, man, he can attack. He, he is still so strong, and he's, he's so fit that, that he took Wiseman a couple times to the rack and, mm-hmm. and just – Weissman's seven feet tall, and he's, right. he's long. And, right. and LeBron just bullies him at the rim, mm-hmm. okay? That's who you are and who you should be. Right. Every time he pulls up with the three, I'm like, oh, my God, I close my eyes because <laughs> it's going to clank. So just for the record, just to show, here's, let's just whip through LeBron's 10 three-point right. tries last night. That was a great look, okay? those guys. Right, but, but to your point, they are great looks, okay? So that one, it's pretty open, and he, it's long. Then from the corner, he usually loves yeah, that. Yeah, that you show that short point. Yeah, yeah. It's I thought still that was pretty good. open. It's wide left, and he's like, I, I got, I'm just a little long. I'm a little off. That's wide open. That's like a yeah. dare shot. Yeah, short. That was this, uh, this, this is wide, yeah. wide open. Yeah, you, you, you see the stroke? Okay. You, see it yeah. you see that? Yeah. Okay. You see that? Right here we go. Here we go. LeBron, we're gonna win. No, no. Oh, this this money right here. I already know this one. They're daring. This, okay, this that's is, it right there, Skip. You ripped the cord, uh, yeah. Okay, three of ten. That was the last one. That was, <laughs> that, that was deep in the blowout. Okay. It's it's almost back to Popovich levels. And remember, Steve Kerr is a chip off that block. Right. And and I'm sure in their pregame, they're just saying, hey, if, if he wants to shoot ten, just let him shoot ten, and maybe he'll make three or four, and we'll right. be fine. That That's the problem with him. Now, the bigger problem, and, and where I feel sorry for him is, the biggest shock to me last night was that Russell Westbrook started the game. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. What happened to the big theme of last Friday going into the final preseason game? The big Woj bomb. Remember the big report? Yep. Russ has been demoted to the second unit. He's going to quarterback the second unit where he can play freer and happier, right? And then before the game, Darvin Ham positioned it as not a demotion but a realignment, mm-hmm. Right. And what happened in that game? Russ played five minutes, missed both his threes, turned it over twice. And all of a sudden I look up and I'm saying, what just happened? And he's walking up. To, he's kind of limping, walking up the tent. And, and all of a sudden he's got a quote-unquote hamstring strain. I think it was just an ego strain because he said after the game last night, he just couldn't get comfortable. He couldn't get warm because he's never come off the bench before. And, and he said, it's just not me. It was just hard for me. Uh, and, and so Darvin Ham sold it last night as I wanted to start the game off the right way in terms of our energy and being able to, to go into attack mode, and no one is better than that than Russell Westbrook. I just think they folded, man, and they said, well, he's going to pout. He, he's going to be a problem, yeah. so I guess we got to start him. Right. Well, not only did he start him, he, Wait, he 30, played him 31, 31 minutes. minutes. He played him 31 minutes. We're going back and forth yesterday. I said maybe 15. You said maybe 20 Right? I told you about 25. I said, Skip, he's going to play 25 minutes. Okay, okay. He's going to 25. 31. Well, he played starter minutes. Yes. And he was in there a lot with LeBron. And, and the 7 of 12 don't look too bad. The, the 1 of 3, he did make one open 3. And he is like he's the most shocked guy in the house when it actually goes in. I give him this. He right. made 4 of his 5 free throws. He had 11 rebounds because we know he's going to scratch and claw for mm-hmm. rebounds because he loves the stat of the triple-double. He wound up with 19 points. The problem is... He had four turnovers. Last year, he averaged 3.8 a game, and it led the league all the way to the end when he sat the last three games and Trey Young slightly passed him him for the turnover lead. Yeah. 
Okay, but four a game, so he got his average of last year, so he's off to the races. So quickly, just to, for those who didn't stay up late like we did, could we see those four turnovers? Because they can be so psychologically damaging to the basketball team because you're like, come on, Russ. That's just, uh, what, what are you doing? Oh, my Lord. There was actually a foul that was a review, that. He yeah. slipped. He, okay. he bounced that one off yep. LeBron's head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one, you already know he's going to step out of bounds. He get in the corner, he's stepping out of bounds. How many times? At least once or twice a game, he steps at, out of bounds. At the bare minimum. Okay, this is like church league basketball. Yeah. I, I don't – it is mind-boggling to me. We're going to talk about all the ex-players, starting with Charles Barkley and Reggie Miller last night, and then the current players, Kevin Durant, are all starting to defend. It's like Russ is being turned into a sympathetic figure. Yeah. But to me – the, the numbers don't look too bad here. It doesn't. Okay, but Shannon, late in the third quarter, they're down 27 points because it doesn't work. It never looks right to my eye. There never seems to be any continuity, any unity, Skip. any flow, any rhythm. Everybody in the entire world, be it basketball fan, aficionado or not, said Russ, AD, and LeBron wouldn't work. Everybody said that except them. Those We're two. going to show you it's they going did. to work. That is and correct. It's, look, it's not. Skip, look, I love ice cream. Don't eat it. I love gravy. They don't work together. No matter how great they are separate, ice cream and gravy will never work together. Those two guys, those three guys will never work together because they don't complement each other. If Russ was a shooter, it could work. But he's not. He needs the ball. He needs to be in the restricted area like an Anthony Davis, like a LeBron James. So they all need – well, AD can get his – I mean, you know how AD doesn't need the ball all the time. But I thought AD was aggressive. They did a good job of trying to get AD to rock. But, Skip, it's not going to work. And it's okay. We don't have to blame Russ. We don't have to blame anybody other than says these three together does not work. Mm -hmm. It's okay, Skip. It's okay. Shannon. As much as I used to like gravy, it melts ice cream. <laughs> if you pour it on ice cream, it'll just melt it, and it'll just turn it into liquid, exactly. and it's no good. It's Okay, Westbrook melts LeBron. I, it hurts my eyes to watch it because they, they don't vibe off each no. other. Like Austin Reeves and LeBron. I watch it, and it's like, wow, I like that. That's right. some basketball. Right. That's some beautiful basketball. You look at LeBron when he's had another co-star, him and Kyrie. Was beautiful basketball. It was beautiful. Even him and D Wade. Even I though D Wade needed the ball, D Wade found a way to says, "You know what? I'm gonna dive to the basket. I'm gonna get. I can find a way. I, I need you to be you. If you be you, I'm gonna find me this. Just like he did in the Redeem team. D Wade said, "I come off the bench. Ain't no problem with that." And then now you got D Wade coming off the bench. But Skip, it it doesn't work. And like I said, Russ didn't play bad last night with the turnovers. Like I said, I'm expecting. Three to five turnovers a night from Russ. And it's going to be one or two of those turnovers going to be like, come on, Russ, really? You stepped out of bounds again. You did that three times the other night in the last preseason game. And you did it again. I mean, you did it. So I get that. I accept that. I'm already no going in, Skip, so I can't be disappointed because I have no expectations. I know he's going to turn the ball over. He shot the ball, like you said, 7 to 12. I can live with that. Sure. It was 4 or 5 from the free throw line. Oh, line. definitely. Even though he was, only, he, uh, uh, he was 1 or 3, he only took three threes. I can live with that. I could live I can, with that, Skip, too. the way he played Agreed. last night, I can live with that. Yep. But long-term, because think about it, Skip. I get it. You get into a – you play the Golden State Warriors, the first thing you want to do, okay, we can match them shooting the ball. Yep. Uh, no, you can't. And they didn't even shoot the ball well last night. You know Golden State going to shoot better than 35% from the three. Yep. 
And quick aside on Lonnie Walker that you brought up, Lonnie Walker the fourth, late of my San Antonio Spurs, he started, which shocked me, yes. and he played the fourth most minutes on the team, which surprised me. And I told you when he was signed by the Lakers that he, he's a he's a terrible three point shooter, yeah, yeah. And, and he'll flash for you athletically from here to there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He put the whoa, whoa, yes, oh. yes. Okay, but but he's a career thirty four percent three point shooter, so he's. He's at the bottom of the barrel. Right. So if you're expecting him to start, and he, he tried three threes last night and missed all three of them. Right. Okay, where is that getting you? No, I, I don't know. I, I and, and Skip, like I said, they didn't shoot the ball well, but look at the third quarter. What were they getting? Backdoor cup layups. Clay was killing with the layup. Steph was killing with the layups. Layup, 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 down the line. Wiseman coming down the line. Everybody like it. So, I thought it was Soul Train. Yep. The way everybody was coming down the line, laying the ball up. That was a new one. I was like, damn, I never saw that one before. Skip, they can't. Skip, they're a younger team that still can't defend and shoot. All they did, they traded Carmelo. They traded uh, 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 all these older guys yep. for younger guys yep. that are more athletic but can't defend, and they still can't shoot. So what is that? It dropped your age on your roster. So now all of a sudden you don't have the oldest roster in the NBA. Uh, I agree. But you're no better off than what you were last year. What did my late mother often say to me? You cannot get blood from a turnip. Yeah. You can't. Okay, so you can't get defense from people who aren't inclined to play it. No. Even if Darvin Ham's calling card right. from his assistant coach days was teaching, coaching defense, it, he's, going to, he's going to need some blood pressure medicine pretty soon <laughs> yeah. because the, you, you can't teach what they can't do or what they don't care about doing. Skip, because the thing is about defense, defense is about effort. Yeah. That, that's what, when you play in the NFL, it's about effort. The artistry of, you know, obviously, the cornerback, but the receivers catching the football, that's an art form. Run blocking, that's a drive. That's determining, oh, I'm going to get you. And if Skip ain't no, ooh, look at that technique, look at that the step, the boom, 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 right there. Drive. Yep. There ain't none of that. Mm. It's moving a man against his will. Yep. Defense is like, okay, I'm in front of you, and you're not getting by me. That's as simple as that. I'm in front of you, and you're not going around me. All right. Final thought. Bottom line. I told you that through the preseason, Darvin Ham started selling Matt Ryan as the answer to their three-point shooting. I know Matt Ryan because he played one year at Vanderbilt after he was at Notre Dame, and he wound up at Chattanooga, and he's bounced around the NBA. You're trying to sell me Matt Ryan, and I'm not talking about the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> yeah. This is Matt Ryan. You're saying he's going to solve our three-point problem. So he took three last night and made one, but he played almost – well, he played 18 minutes. But Skip, 18 minutes? You, you Matt Ryan? You remember that game that he shot the ball from three well? Who didn't play? LeBron. Yeah, that's true. Skip, you yeah. remember when Joe Harris was in Cleveland? Joe Harris played alongside LeBron. He couldn't throw it in the ocean, the Pacific Ocean, from a boat in the Pacific Ocean. Mm. The moment he leaves LeBron and there's no expectations uh, and there's no pressure, bam, 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 then he win a three-point contest and he he's did. doing all that. He did. Matt Ryan, the moment LeBron stepped on the court, knees shaking. Bro, come on. Yeah. The, the, you're still, the basket is still 10 feet high. The, the distance of the three-point shot, it doesn't change from the corner all the way down to the arc. It's the same. It's just the pressure and the expectations that comes along playing side. for Austin Reeves, his knees don't shake. No, no. But trust me, I watched him for however many years he was at Oklahoma. Yeah, I think yeah. it was three years. Yeah. He can't shoot. No. So he tried a couple last night. Didn't he go 0 for no, 2? No, he hit 1, I think. Did he go over 2? I thought he hit 1. 0 for 2, right? Yeah, he over 2, over 2, over 2, over 2. Right. But, but I like the way he plays, but, but he's 
He's a JAG in the end. He's yeah. just another yeah, guy. He's, he's okay. Guy. He's guy. All right. He's he going to play hard, Steph. Yeah. And then, you know, Steph was – he trying to overplay Steph because he don't want Steph to get a step on him and pull a three and then Steph backdoor him and lay it up, get an and one. I mean, Steph was – Steph was got his bag. He got his bag late last night. He's like, okay, y'all keep on talking about everybody better than old Chef Steph. Let me show – let me show y'all a little something. He and he, do, he went in his little bag last yeah. night, Skip. It's hard to win on ring night at home, and they did. Oh, I know they were going to win. Steve Kerr said after the game, I'm thrilled with this victory. And he was. Yeah. And, they, and, and uh, Adam Silver served him. I did not want to lose that one, guys. <laughs> they came out on a mission. They All did. Right. I can't wait for you two tomorrow because next up for the Lakers, Skip, they're taking on the Clippers. Yeah. The Clash of the Lakers, yeah. the Clippers, uh -oh. the Clash of Skip we'll get a bit and Shannon. Are we good? I like that. <laughs> we sure are. All right, but still to come this morning, Skip, let's talk a little bit about your Cowboys. Jerry Jones, what did he have to say about a Dak Prescott return on Ooh. Sunday? We're going to tell you in just a moment. And why is Charles Barkley wanting the Lakers to trade Russ? Lord. That and more coming up on Undisputed. He's not the only one. <laughs> When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me. Or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. And I won't back down. Dak Prescott is the likely starter for Skip's Cowboys this Sunday. This after being out since week one with that thumb injury. Jerry Jones saying on 105.3 The Fan that when Dak does return, he's going to have a better supporting cast around him since the last time he played. Jones said, quote, we're a better team than we were five weeks ago. We've improved the right way. Shannon, hmm, what does this tell you? Still, the only thing is, Jerry, you're the same team. Your defense gave up 19 points in the first game. They gave up 26 Sunday. Your defense has played great. The question that I have for you, are you going to play the same style of football with Dak as you played with Cooper Rush? Which is mean you're going to play to your defense. Now, Dak's going to have to do a great job of not turning the ball over. Sometimes, you know, hey, live to see another day. Don't force it. Realizing that, you know what, sometimes the best thing to do is to throw it away or punt the football. 
But if you're going to run, if you're going to play the style of the brand of football that you played in those five weeks, Dak, with absence, mm -hmm. yes, you can be a better team. But what Tampa was saying is that we knew you guys wouldn't stick with the run, so we played you to throw the football. So are you going to stick with the run? Or are you going to go back and say, okay, Dak, we played you $40 million. We need you to put up these gaudy numbers. That's a skip. They're not the better team. The pro football focus haven't upgraded their receiving core. The running backs is what they are. They have a they have an offensive line that's uh, uh, that's done a little better job than I thought they would. The rookie is not bad. He's having he's having his growing pains as you move up in competition. You see Brandon Graham had his uh, Aaron Donald. I mean, hey, Skip is going to he, he's Brandon Graham got him. Aaron Donald really got him twice. It's, it's trial by fire, Skip. Yeah, he'll be better for that in the long run. But Skip, I, I when I what, what I just think the Cowboys adjusted what they do to suit Cooper Rush and what he did. And they played to that strength. Now, if the defense continues to go out there and give up 10, 13 points a game, they should have no problem winning those games. The defense can't have an off game like they had the other night because it's going to be it's going to be challenging because it's, Skip, it's not like you're loaded with playmakers. You're not Buffalo. You don't have that type of an offense. You don't have an offense that can get up and down the field like that. That's not how you're constructed. So for me, Jerry said we're a better team. You're the same team. The question is, is your quarterback going to play the way the other quarterback played to continue to give you the best opportunity to win the game? Mm. That's the question. What are they going to do? How is Kellen Moore going to call the game, Skip? Because we, you and I both know he calls that game different when Dak Prescott's in there as opposed to what Cooper Rush was in there. He better go back to calling it like he had Cooper Rush. He better look at that. Oh, that's four. Oh, that's number 10 out there. Mm. Forget, forget Dak is back. Mm. How'd he call it on opening night? That's what I want to know. You saw how he called it, a whole bunch of passes. We scored three total points, exactly. right? Yes. At least Cooper Rush could get you like 17 or 20, right? right? Well, you said it yourself, though, Skip. You was like, Zeke was running the ball pretty good. I don't know why they didn't stick with the run, because that's not what they want to do when Dak's in the game. What happened against San Francisco in the playoff game? We're down 23-7 to seven after three quarters. Mm -hmm. That's just seven points. What happened? We had a late flurry that made it semi-respectable, but it was more of the same old, same old okay. with the guy you term middle-of-the-pack Dak. So my takeaway from what Jerry says about we're a much better team now than we were on opening night I don't know if it's calculated or unwitting, or I don't know what the method is to the madness here, but he just turned up the bonfire under Dak Prescott. Right. That seat he's regained is getting hotter by the second because all of a sudden it's like, Dak, you're back in the saddle, and the saddle's on fire, right. man. You, that's your hottest seat, We're right? a better team. You're supposed to be a better quarterback. Give me better Remember results. Remember, he said last week, <laughs> oh, I can't wait for Dak to be back because then we're going to take it up a whole nother level. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are we? <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it again. I try to love Dak Prescott, but he's 6-6 six and six in his last 12 starts. He's 18-18 and 18 in his last 36 starts. Right. He's been brilliant at times. They did have the number one offense last year in points and yards. Yeah. But down the stretch against your Broncos and at Kansas City and on Thanksgiving Day against the Raiders and against Kyler Murray and in the playoff game, he stunk. Yeah. He just stunk. Right. I, I don't know why, but he stunk. So all of a sudden, I, I'm starting to pity Dak a little bit here because he gets the break of he gets to ease back in against Lions and Bears. Well, you know the Lions going to be coming out hey, there by week. You know, know. T come out there hey. by week. Listen, in this league, the one thing you know better than anybody, <laughs> there are no gimmies, man. Uh -uh. 
look at look at what happened to the Bucks. They weren't ready to play, and are they better in Pittsburgh? Sure, they're yes. better in Pittsburgh, and P Pittsburgh's the basic wounded tiger team where they they're down mm -hmm. really four DBs, including their best DB Minka. And they don't have TJ Watt. Watt. And, and all of a sudden, you look up, and they lost 20 to 18. How is that possible? And Mike Tomlin sold that. He said they don't – they believe they come in here, look at the quarterback going off. Oh, he going to wedding, go to Friday night. He, they sold – you know they're going to sell that now. Okay. Well, you, you should. Yes. And I saw Gronk on our pregame. He said, oh, Tom's going to decimate that secondary because it was decimated, See? right? Yep. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I got it. And that's probably what Tom thought was going to happen. Yes. And it didn't. Did not. And all of a sudden, the defense got decimated by Mitch Trubisky, who converts fourth straight third, third longs. It's impossibly bad, and that's what happens in this league. So, is there some? Is it possible the Lions would come in and put up thirty points? I don't know. Because they were leading, skip. They were averaging thirty points Until a game. Until they ran into Belichick. Yes. Yeah, they, they were. And the Bears are hit and miss, but their defense is decent, and they sort right. of hang in. They they hang around right. in all kinds of games. They'll be coming off a Monday night game right. uh, against Belichick. Right. Okay. But the the point is, it's like Dak, you, you better be great. You you bet. However great you used to be, you better immediately be that because your owner is saying. And, and I'm with you. I I think there's this underlying dislike See, of Dak. It's mm -hmm. it's it's like a bitterness. It's a there's something deep down in Jerry's psyche. You, you don't cross him in a negotiation. You just don't. Well, he we, will. He will forgive you, but he'll never forget. Well, we 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 read the report about how he and Mr. Kraft. He said, "Bob, don't don't Did, muck well, with me." Okay, and that, that's exactly <laughs> that's Jerry Jones. That's the Jerry I know right. because. Listen. And that's, a, that's your hey. equal. Skip, he's one of the 32 like you, and you telling him don't mess with you? So how do you think Jerry feels if he feels a player has got... What did Mr. Kraft say back to you? Excuse me? Excuse me? Did, did you say that to me? You Who are you? Who are you? But that, hey, you know it. Because in the end, I, I'm pretty sure Robert Kraft looks down at Jerry and thinks, this, this rube from Arkansas, this, this interloper yeah. who can Listen, Jerry, he's the hick from the sticks, but, but he is a shrewd operator, mm -hmm. and look what he pulled off, uh -huh. right? Yep. Okay, so he's also shrewd operating when he speaks on 105.3 in Dallas because he knows what, what he's doing. He's saying, okay, I, I gave you $100 million guaranteed. Mm -hmm. What's the total? I can't remember. 160. 160. Hundreds guaranteed. The first year, I had to pay you $75 million yep. with your signing bonus added on top. Boy, you, you better be good now right. because this, this other guy that I threw in there, our backup quarterback, he was actually pretty decent. Right. Skip, you say we're a better team. The only guy that's back now that wasn't there in opening night is Michael Gallup. That's not like DeAndre Hopkins. D-Hop is coming back for the Arizona Cardinals. Agree. Nobody no. is going to mistake Mike no. Gallup for DeAndre Hopkins. No, I agree. So you were talking about, oh, we're a better team. Who did you all get when Dak was there that came back other than Michael Gallup that wasn't there in game one? Okay. And, and I'm going to reemphasize this point. Dak's security blanket was the guy they franchise-tagged yeah. at your position, Dalton Schultz. Schultz. Yeah. And he hurt his knee, and he's not been right, and he completely missed the Philadelphia game. And yeah. I don't know what his status is going forward, but he's been a ghost. Mm -hmm. So if he's ghosting Dak from this point on, Dak's going to miss him because now you're throwing to these these kids, yeah. these rookies, right? And the shot in Ferguson. Yeah, but you like Jake Ferguson. I do. But, but he's a rookie. Yeah. And, and they had to elevate this McKeon kid from the practice squad. So he's uh, – 
Cooper Rush at Philadelphia against the hottest team, the best defense, the best ball hawks, a team that's running away with takeaway race. He's throwing to three guys at tight end and, and trying to survive. Right. And by the way, back to Cooper Rush, if Jerry's saying we're a much better team, well, then you look back at what Cooper Rush did against the Cincinnati Bengals in his first start this year, the second start of his career, at Jerry World, late afternoon start, as I recall, but it was a big national game because they were the AFC defending champs. Right. Came close to winning the Super Bowl. Well, Cooper Rush, in the last minute of that game, they didn't play conservative. They, they just let him go bombs away. And right. he completed three fairly long passes in the final one minute of that game to set up a walk-off field goal. Right. Okay? Well, he clutched up. Mm-hmm. and. And, again, if that team wasn't very good at that point and through the, the next four games got better and better as the kids got better and better, as right. Jerry's trying to point out, mm-hmm. well, I look back at Cincinnati, that's the turning point of the whole year. If, if you lose that one, I don't know what's going to happen because the world had pretty much written off the You're Cowboys. right, but let me ask you a question, Skip. Do you think – because sometimes, like, okay, you got a backup quarterback and he comes in, your defense elevates their play. Do I they, believe that. Do they slack off? Not I don't we, know. Oh, we got that we, we back. We got our fearless leader back. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. You, always, you always, like, you wonder because they knew they had to be exceptional. Because I think they stepped on the field against Cincinnati thinking we could get embarrassed right. at home. Mm-hmm. We could get blown off our field at home because Joe Burrow's pretty good. Right. And those three receivers are pretty great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can argue when they're healthy, those three are the best three yeah. as a trio. Yep. Okay, so the defense rose and shone. Right. Okay, and it kept on keeping on. Right. Yeah, you're right. Will it sort of heave a sigh of relief? Okay, we got through we got that, that now. Oh, we got a guy that can go get – he can go get us 28. He can go get us 31. Okay, we don't have to play. Mm. I, we, we're, I, but, I, like I said, I don't see what Jerry's saying, we're a better team. Because I, I don't see the guy that you brought back. I think you, 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 you play differently when Cooper Rush was in there as opposed to Dak Prescott. The question that I have, are you going to play, are you going to go back to playing like you had when Dak was there? Or are you going to say, okay, Kellen Moore, call this game very similar to what you call for Cooper Rush? I just, uh, again, <laughs> you, you disagree, but I enjoyed watching Cooper Rush operate the offense. You enjoy winning. Okay, I do enjoy winning, but, but I, I've told you, is, does Cooper Rush have a better arm than Dak? No, no. He, he doesn't look like Dak except the offense as a whole, and maybe to your point, they all took it up a level. It operated better than it has been operating right. under Cooper Rush. Right. Even at Philly, after it looked like it was a disaster, then late in the second quarter, he finally settled in, and he came real close, to Cooper Rush did, to scoring 21 unanswered points. Right. He throws two balls into the end zone that I thought were touchdowns. Noah couldn't come down with the first one cleanly. And then the next one, Bradbury goes back and tips it at the last second. He's playing an underneath zone. Right. And it's to Gallup in the back corner. Mm-hmm. And it's on the money. It looks like a touchdown. It's going to be 20 to 7. Right. And it's possible they would have scored. Then, obviously, they scored the first two touchdown drives right. in the second half. What if he scores 21 unanswered? And then they got okay. the lead, huh? Okay. And what, what was happening? They were mixing beautifully run and pass. Right. He was still throwing about right. 50% of the time. Right. But Zeke got rolling and rocking, man. I, I was like, hard. He, he did. But Zeke was like blast from the pass, mm-hmm. Zeke. Okay, so that's the best that on that drive there. That's the best I've seen Zeke run in a very long time. I agree. Well, who's his best buddy in the world? Well, it's it's number four. Right. So is he going to keep running for number four <laughs> the way he ran for number ten? I would hope so. Yeah. Okay. I think Dak hopes so also. Well, I I, I got to tell you, 
there's some serious heat on Dak Prescott yeah. right now to live up to Cooper Rush and then take it up another well, level. Well, Skip, you play you play in the Lions and you play in the Bears. You better do it. And right, and you saw and everybody saw how the Cowboys were playing in your absence. So yep. you have to you have to at least at least meet that standard. Yep. You're supposed to exceed it because you're making 10 times, 20 times the money that Cooper Rush is making. Jerry just sent a big message. You did. Okay, Dak, you're on. Mm -hmm. Guys, that Cowboys rushing attack is averaging over 118 yards per game this season. That'll help out any quarterback, See? whether it's number four or number 10. All right, back to the NBA, gentlemen. During halftime of the Lakers-Warriors game last night, Charles Barkley said, yes, he wants the Lakers to trade Russell Westbrook. Take a listen. It's time for the Lakers to move him. They have taken all his joy out of life in basketball. This guy used to be so exuberant, played with great energy and great emotion. I think the wear and tear mentally last year, Starting this year, playing with Patrick Beverly, he's going to, and the thing is, he going to get the blame no matter what, because the Lakers ain't a championship contender. I admire Russell Westbrook. They aren't taking his entire joy out of basketball, and it pisses me off. I love me some Sir Ooh. Charles. Shannon, how much truth is there to not what much, Charles Barkley much. is saying? Charles knows how this works. When you come in as a major trade acquisition, what's the trade? Charles was traded. Mm -hmm. He knows how this worked. He went to Phoenix, and if he didn't get them to a championship and win the MVP, they would have said it was a ask him how ask, ask Charles what they said about him in Houston when he went to team up with Elijah Wan. And I think the last year, maybe Clyde was there, maybe either Clyde was there for one year and had left, or when he teamed up with Scottie Pippen. What? Who got the blame, Charles? They blame Elijah Wan. Mm -mm. You know how this works because guess what? The Lakers won a championship before Russ got there. They went to the playoffs before Russ got there. He was brought in as a major piece to take them to that next level again. And then what happened? But, uh, Russ, his joy, Skip, look, as a, me starting out as a special teams player, yep. it was different than me being the guy. A guy that John L. and the team was counting on, that they're calling plays for me to come in. It's a, it's a different mentality. Yeah, Russ can have fun, enjoy, and, and, and free will and have a good time and yell and scream. But now you got championship expectations, not just triple-double expectations. That is a different mentality. You, you better believe it. Absolutely. But the, at the end of the day, Charles Barkley taking a shot at LeBron James. Because so? he, he Absolutely, because we know how he feels about LeBron. He said every once in a while he'll give him a little credit, a little pat him on the back, but he's always taking a shot at him. And he said, oh, they blame Russ. Uh, because he said, well, LeBron wanted him. He quit to holler. LeBron and AD wanted him. Okay, yeah, that happens. You wanted people on your team. They don't get it done what? That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. He's blaming LeBron for the Lakers. This is the old team, yada, 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 and I get all that. They are. Certain play, LeBron is old. I mean, AD, hell, AD's not even 30 yet, I don't think. If he's probably no. about 28, 29. Yep. They're, they're a fairly young team, with the exception of LeBron, who's still playing extremely well at his age. But I don't know what all of a sudden that we don't have, uh, have expectations for guys. That's what he was brought. He's the Lakers. If Russ had gone to Orlando, you think anybody would be, be screaming at Russ or saying anything? If he had gone to somebody, Indiana. Nobody got no expectations. No. Nope. That is the Lakers championship. 
you don't see Pacific Division champs or you don't see runner or, or West, Western Conference or almost champs. That ain't what they They hang bad nerves. 17, they hang banners and retired numbers. That's what they hang at the crib now. Used to be staples or what they hung at the forum. Yep. All that other stuff doesn't matter. And so the expectations of what Russ was going to be and what he has delivered has been majorly, has been dis a disappointment for Laker Nation and anybody that knows the game of basketball. Mm. Okay. I must admit, I didn't think for a second about LeBron as I was listening to Charles. I went a whole different direction in my head than you did. Mm -hmm. I just sat back after his salvo and I said, Lord, have mercy. It was so frustrating to me. I wanted to reach through my TV and grab hold of Charles and just shake him and say, where have you been? What have you been watching? Exactly. His attitude was they got to let him go. They, they need to go ahead and trade him. To whom? Boom. For what? What? Nobody wants it. Charles is acting like the whole NBA world is sitting on the edge of their seat waiting. Are you going to trade him? We'll take him. Nobody will take him. Thank Nobody you. wants him unless you will make it worth their while by giving them two unprotected first-round picks all the way out in, what is it, 27, 27 and 29. 27 and 29? What? Where have you been, Charles? Because we are forced to watch every dribble of every Laker game because it's a big deal to us right. because of LeBron James. And I still say every night LeBron plays, there's always something that happens. The mm -hmm. dynamic around him is spectacular. But right now, talking about sapping somebody's joy for playing basketball, Charles has it completely upside down. Russ has killed some of LeBron's joy for playing basketball. Yes. Definitely has killed a lot of AD's joy for playing basketball. You can just see it in their body and language. He definitely robbed Laker Nation of, of their, of their joy, joy of, of watching, watching the game. basketball. It's hard to watch because he's a nightmare of a disaster, of a debacle, of a turnover machine. He, he never was anything but a solo act of a stat machine. All he cares about are stats, but unfortunately, there's a fourth line in the stats called turnovers, and it's abominable what he does on a nightly basis, even last night, with four. Mm -hmm. We were coming in every morning post-Lakers <laughs> last year and putting together a Russell West brick turnover blooper reel. And, and it was, we put clown music under it because it was funny it was so bad. It was right. so bad it was funny. And did Charles not watch those games? Maybe not. He's got other games that, that he has to, to keep his eyes on. I, I don't know. But, but this was so wrongheaded because Russ is the problem. And you can't, now we have this outpouring of sympathy from ex-players. Even Reggie Miller last night on the broadcast right. is, is trying to telecast his He's trying to defend him. And UCLA homeboy. What's that? That's UCLA, a UCLA that's brother true. homeboy. Okay, they, 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 they got to ride, ride this thing out together. Yeah, and Reggie said he now lives in L.A., so he's bombarded by the talk radio. Maybe he watches us. Maybe he watches Who knows? But the, the point is, we're, we're going to get to this in a couple of minutes here on the show, but even Kevin Durant is now defending Russell Westbrook and said the, the criticism of him has gone toxic. Well, no, it hasn't. He's toxic. He, he, he's impossible to win with. He's impossible to rise above. Kevin should know. Yeah. Well, well that, that's the irony. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I can't wait. I can't okay. wait. We, we get can't that wait one. till we get to that one. But, but for Charles to say this, 
it's, it, it, it's so off base because it's so uninformed about what's really going right. on here. And I get it that he respects and honors what Russ does because we always did. Nobody plays harder, but he's playing hard for his stats yeah. because he realized, wait a second, if, if I fight for loose ball rebounds, I could maybe get 10 a game. Right. And he's capable. He's got great shoulders. He's got natural strength. Yeah, he's and, one of the few guards that lined up on the free throw line. I, I mean, you don't, you don't see no. very many guards. I mean, Magic, I mean, but Magic was 6'9". Yeah. But you don't see Steph. No. You don't see Chris Paul at the free throw line trying to get rebound. No, he, the greatest 6'3 rebounder I ever saw was Fat Lever. Lever, yeah, played Denver. Yep. Denver but, but Russ is beyond Fat Lever because yeah. Fat was kind of slender. Right. And Russ has got those great football mm -hmm. shoulders. And he is in attack mode going after the basketball. Well, the, the, it helps the team some, but it helps his stats even more. more. Correct. Okay? So... When, when he plays so wild, so out of control, if Charles had watched our blooper tapes, you, you, we concluded these are the worst pair of hands we've ever seen right. on any point guard at any level. Right. Because it's once it gets in his hands and he starts playing out of control, you, you, it, you're talking about cringeworthy right. because you just know it's going the wrong place. Skip, let's take our sport. The, the, the Rams, mm -hmm. they just signed Allen Robinson. Yeah. Allen Robinson not the reason why Matthew Stafford throwing all the interception. They lose it. But what are they saying about Allen Robinson? You sign a baseball player, you give him $300 million, and he don't come through, what are they going to say? That's just the way it works, Charles. You know this. Charles is trying to make it seem like when you're a great player and you change team and the expectation is championship, you can't blame said player. That's always the way it's been, Charles. Name a time that someone hasn't signed a great player and player has gone there and they didn't deliver. What do they say? Charles making it seem like, oh, man, y'all criticizing this man for no reason. No, we're not. It is with reason that we're criticizing him because the expectations. He didn't get criticized because he didn't have expectations in Washington. Okay. And once Kevin Durant left OKC, he didn't have expectations. But when you come out here and you play into the crib in front of Laker Nation, you best believe they're going to have expectations and they don't feel that he's delivered. They won a championship. You could say it was in the bubble. You could say they went to hell, but they won it. And they brought him and they went to the playoffs without him. Mm. He gets here and they what 20, 30 games under 500. Yep. He was the single worst three-point shooter in all of basketball last year. He was the fourth worst free throw shooter in all of basketball. He's the starting point guard opposite LeBron James at the two. I guess he's at the two. They sort of co co-ones. But for the Los Angeles Lakers on the biggest stage in the sport. Right. Well, well, it got so bad at the crypt last year that when Russ would start to shoot a corner three, it's like, no! Mm -hmm. And by the way, I failed to, to show the one last night, but early in the third quarter, if we have it handy, you might have to reach for it here. But, but he airballed from the corner, and it, it, it was it, this, this is just classic. This is... I this call Braun because why you uh, you love well you should have okay. passed. Look, okay, what that, is that? That missed. That, that, that was three feet long. That, that's so bad. This is your starting point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers, and God, it's it's so bad. But, 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 but we live with this on a daily, nightly basis. Okay, so all we saw the guy shoot an air ball. Man, that was a terrible shot. Oh, what do you know? You ain't played basketball. You, bro, that was a bro. He shot an air ball. He missed the rim by four feet. What is that to know? A, a six-year-old can say, man, that was a terrible shot. But I guess us pointing it out is the problem, Skip. It's not that Russ is playing bad. It's the mere fact that we're pointing it out that he's playing bad.
He's playing bad. So are we supposed to, to back off? The, the worse it gets, the quieter we should get? We just react to what we see. That's it. It's as simple as that. Right. He, and you know what? Russ could, could play better. And guess what? It all go away. And as you keep pointing out, again and again and again last year, he had opportunities when LeBron's out or LeBron and AD are out. Okay? If you are a slam dunk, first ballot Hall of Famer, show us. Right. Do it. I, I can't say anything if you show us. Right. I'd say, way to go, Russ. Right. Do what you did in OKC. Yeah. Do what you did when Bradley Beal went out in, 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 uh, in, in Washington. Do that. Do that. Do, that was your opportunity. And then what did he do? Because you know what? Because the expectations were different. Even though AD and LeBron out, this is the Lakers. So if you don't if you don't win in Washington, you don't win in OKC. Oh well, hey, that's the only show. No, 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 no. It don't work like that for LA. Trust me, I know. It got so bad last night, and I forgot to ask for this tape. Remember, Russ had one. I think it was a turnover. We went out of bounds, and as Golden State tried to throw the ball in bounds, he he tries to knock come from behind out of bounds and knock the ball out, and he gets a technical foul. Five, yes, because you can't do that. Right. You can't come from behind the guy. But it, it, it has come to this for your slam dunk first ballot I, Hall of I, Famer. I, I, and I get it, Skip. I, I get I get Russ's teammates, current teammates, if they want to come to his defense. But it's a lot of guys that didn't, that didn't, that chose to leave him or no longer wanted to play with him that's coming to his defense that I got to, that, that I'm like, okay. Well, then why you didn't, why you didn't want to still play with him? Yeah. He's a, he's such a great, he's such a fiery competitor and you can win so much with him. Yeah. I know a lot of people chose not to play with him anymore. But Chuck knows But Charles knows how this goes. Charles got traded from Philly. Let Charles not have delivered in Phoenix. And then when he went to Houston, they ain't blame Elijah Wan for that thing not going the way it was supposed to. Charles, you know that. No. <laughs> you, you know that. I agree. I would love to be a fly on the wall after these games, listening to LeBron and Maverick Carter talk, or Rich Paul talk, talk real, like, keep it above. <laughs> because I promise you, Russ weighs on LeBron. It, it just because LeBron's he, he's the flip side of Russ. He's got the highest IQ in basketball. You, you don't think it's it's like mentally debilitating to LeBron to have to uh, go out there and say, "I, I got to live with this." Yeah, unfortunately, you do. You do. Sometimes when you make the bed, Skip, you know, like, damn, yeah. I didn't know I was making a bed of nails. Yeah, yeah, but you mm-hmm. made it, so you got to sleep in it right now, bro. Yeah. You got to trade him. To well, <laughs> like, who are we gonna trade him to? Nobody wants him. And then when they trade him, it could be a long season for your Lakers, Shane. Oh, yeah, I'm Time already prepared. Will tell. I'm already prepared. All right, guys. So we got to move on because we have to dive into some NFL news and action. That's coming up here on Undisputed right after this break. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits It brings to your life from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. 
BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. The fall league meetings taking place for the NFL this week, and Pete Carroll, John Harbaugh, Frank Reich, and Andy Reid all addressed NFL owners during that time. They were advocating for more progress in hiring black coaches. These four white head coaches spoke on the influence black coaches have had on them and their teams, and urging owners to look beyond the color of a coach's skin to see how well they fit. Shannon, what are your thoughts? I think it's well intended. Uh, it's great to have guys like John Harbaugh, Super Bowl champ, Frank Reich, um, who's our co- coordinator uh, on the Super Bowl team yep. in Philly, mm-hmm. Pete Carroll as a Super Bowl winning coach, uh, Andy Reid. I think all these guys are well-intended, and they say, look, they, we got some very, very qualified men of color, uh, black coaches mm-hmm. that can do this job. They just need to be given opportunities. But let me tell you, with all 32 owners that was in attendance or however many was in attendance, here we go again. Whew. Y'all not about to tell me what to do when I'm worth between $500 million and $50 billion. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not. I think the problem is, Skip, it just says, okay, yeah, we need, we need to have more coach. You got to get people of color. You got to get blacks in position of ownership. And then, they'll, you know, because people yep. normally hire people that looks like them, talk like them, and travel in circle of what you've heard. Yep. That's just the way it is. I don't care. You cannot incentivize it enough. Short of saying, Jerry, we're going to give you the Super Bowl for 2023 if you hire a black coach. Short of that, nobody's doing it. And I'm not so sure they'll do it again because men don't like being told what to do. Yep. Money gives you independence. When you got that kind of money, you, when you got that FU money, ain't nobody telling you what to do, Skip. Mm-hmm. You go where you want. You do what you want, when you want, how you want. So in other words, you try to tell me I got all this and you going to tell me who I'm going to hire? No, you're not. I'm going to hire who I want to hire. I agree with all these guys. I know Harbaugh probably better than I know all of them. Andy was my brother's offensive coordinator. So I know Big Red. Met his wife, met kids when they were really, really young. Mm -hmm. Feel I know him, but I know John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh is a very, very good man. Mm. But what happens when the owners like to do, Skip, they'll give you a title. We'll make you assistant to the head coach. We'll make you a run game coordinator. We'll make you a passing game coordinator. We'll give you a bump in pay. We'll make you everything but the head coach. Because that title, that's, no, no, no. No, we're going to give you a little bit more money, but now we're not going to put no head coaching on you. We're not going to put that title on you. Yep. Skip, I don't really, look, they, get, they got the, the Rooney rule, and you're basically back to when the Rooney rule was implemented back in 03. You're back to, at the same level you were back you're there all, 20 years exactly, later. It's three black head coaches, unless you count Steve Wilkes, and I can't yet because he's interim. Right. And so, Skip, I, I just don't, I, I don't really, honestly, Short of having, look, I don't know when the next NFL team. All I know is the Walton Penner family just paid $4.65 billion. Mm-hmm. The for, question, the Denver for, the, for the Denver yep. Broncos. Mm-hmm. The question that I have, if and when another franchise becomes available, and I don't know when they, they don't come available often, do we have four or five black prominent, four or five black 
prominent men, women, mm -hmm. that can say, you know what? You be the face, you get 50%, and then we go in and we purchase one of these franchises. Then you can hire, you know, you can hire who you want and do whatever you want to do. But until then, Skip, Skip, I honestly, I really don't know. I, it's just hard for you to tell somebody with <laughs> what they with, with their money what to do with it. Yep. It's hard. And Jerry mm -hmm. and, and Mr. Kraft and all these other they're not gonna listen. They're just not. I hear and appreciate everything you just said. My biggest takeaway from all of this, which it did raise my eyebrows in a mm -hmm. good way, it can't hurt that these four prominent white head coaches address the owners. But will it help? I doubt it. Doubt it. I remember during the Black Lives Matter marches, you advocated for, hey, some of these bigger white quarterbacks, we need you to stand up mm -hmm. and speak out about racial injustice. Mm -hmm. The, the Bra Brady's, Breezes, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. th those types. And I thought of that when I first read this because these are four prominent with, with Super Bowl ties. Yeah. All four of them have been involved in Super Bowl mm -hmm. victories. Frank Wright was the backup before he was. That's in Buffalo. One. That's a good point. Frank Wright engineered that Greatest incredible comeback. upset. Twice, once in college at Maryland he when he did. came back against Miami and he once did. in Buffalo when he beat the Texans, uh, the Oilers at the time. They were. So all four have credentials and credibility. Yeah. And as Art Rooney III told USA Today, maybe some people didn't like what was said, to your point, which is <laughs> like, oh, because you're rubbing their noses right. in it that there are only three out of 32 black head coaches. Mm -hmm. We got a biracial in Miami, Miami. a new coach. So it boils down in the end to no Rooney rule is going to for it, it'll help a little bit yeah. in in just familiarity right. because it forces you to interview some candidates and it gets their names in the paper right. that they were interviewed for right. the job. Are they gonna do it like they did like they did uh, uh with the Brian Dayball situation? Brian Flores come in there, they've already hired Brian Dayball. <laughs> but hey, let's get we gotta get Flores in because we gotta get a minority. So oh yeah, we talked to him. Uh, unfortunately, at this time, we're going to go in a different direction. Well, you've already gone in that direction. And, again, for the record, as we all well know, Brian Flores has sued the league yes. and some of its teams for racial discrimination, mm -hmm. and that is ongoing. Going. So, in the end, it boils down to what you have said and what I've known for low these many years that I've covered these owners. They're older white men, mm -hmm. many arch-conservative and in the end, they're just not that comfortable. They're not comfortable enough with, with having a, a black sort of CEO coach running their right. team because they want to be able to, even behind the scenes, so Jerry wants to do it publicly and he wants to have a puppet coach, but a lot of them behind the scenes, they want to be able to speak on a daily basis with their head coach. Mm -hmm. They want to be in the loop about what's going on with the right. game plan or, or problems right. inside the locker room or whatever. They want to be informed because that's fun. That's why they got into the game in the first place. Mm -hmm. They want to be on the inside of what's really happening with the football team. Right. Well, that means you have to interact. I know Jerry on Friday afternoons after, as you say, the Friday practice is 
fairly short, yeah, and then it yeah. ends, and you've got Friday afternoon. Yeah, off. Okay. Yep. Well, that's it. Started out with Jimmy and Jerry. It's it's beer and nachos on Friday afternoon. Right. And they're going to go somewhere and kind of, so to speak, let their hair down. Right. And and talk it out. What right. what's happening? Right. What do, what do we see? What happened this week? What are we looking for Sunday? Right. Okay. Well. <laughs> Beer and nacho sessions, you, you got to be comfortable enough with that man exactly. in charge. you, you got to want to go sit with him. Yeah. You might want to socialize with him occasionally, him and his wife or if his significant his, other, significant, whatever, whatever case may be. Yeah. You, you want to know his kids, and, and they're just not comfortable enough. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm broad brushing this thing, but that's pretty much what's going yeah. on. In the biggest picture of this, that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. They're just not sold on the fact that, that a black head coach can get me someplace that a white head coach can't get right. me or can get me. Yeah. Right. I, 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 I totally agree. And I don't, I don't, there's not enough, there's not enough incentives because Skip, they've tried to incentivize it by saying, we'll give you extra draft compensation. And you know, in the NFL, that's the commodity. Draft picks, that's the commodity. To be able to go and get your next Tom Brady, to go get your next Aaron Donald or your next Randy Moss. That's what the, we'll give you some extra opportunities to go into the draft and find one of these diamonds. Now nah, we good. We, we good. good. We good. Yeah, the Rooney family, whose name is on the Rooney Rule. Yeah. They were the ones who went up to Minnesota and said, wait a second, there's this young assistant, mm -hmm. young black assistant right. up there who, who's pretty, pretty good, good. Yeah. Pr pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. And we're going to bring him back for a right. second interview. And right. by the way, we're going to plunge and hire him. He's got no head coaching. None, experience. none. And guess who? Guess what? Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Okay? We, you, you have to and, – and sometimes you can swing and miss. You can plunge and it, miss. It really helps, though, Skip. But there have been very few times that black coaches get a Ben Roethlisberger. Mm. Ben, the, thing that, the thing that I like about Tony Dungy is that he left, and he left Peyton Manning in place for Jim Caldwell. He did. You get the Josh Rosen, or you get the Trevor Simeon, or you get the Brock Osweiler. What are your chances of surviving? You're not getting a Peyton Manning. You're not getting a, a, a Justin Herbert. You're not getting, I mean, Justin Herbert was, I mean, A-Lynn a had that, and I thought if they'd given him another year, he could have done at least what Brandon Staley did. Totally agree. But, hey, you don't normally get one of those guys, Skip, that you're able to survive, a proven veteran quarterback. Yep. A Brady, a Manning, a Drew Brees, one of those guys, Skip. You normally get guys that, yeah, even the white guy going to get fired with him. That is So fine. you know damn well you're not getting no extra years with him. So I'm a big fan of Todd Bowles, but I can't defend what he did with the Jets. It, was, it wasn't bad, but the problem was he, he didn't have Tom Brady. Now he's got Tom Brady. Now he got Brady. So now he's got a shot, yeah. right? Yes. Okay. And that doesn't happen very often. No, it, it does not happen very often. And so when you get – and like I said, you know, Skip, you got to – normally you, you're not getting one of these upper echelon franchises. You're getting one of these franchises that, you know, her and when you had – okay, get, go turn the Jets around, her. Turn them around. Get, get them going. Uh, 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 you, you just said, Tabo, hey, Jet, that seemed like a good – that seemed like a – they gave Denny Green – they gave Denny Green to Minnesota. But – I, I don't really know what they can do, Skip. I, I, like I said, I mean, these guys, I mean, when you've got that kind of money, Roger Goodell, can't, you can't give them enough draft compensation. Nope. You, can't, you can't give them, okay, this is what we'll do. We'll give you extra draft picks, and we'll give you the Super Bowl to come to your city. Yep. They're like, nah, we good. We like traveling anyway. <laughs> we know how everybody bids and want the Super Bowl to come to their city, Skip. We see Tennessee 
building a dome, getting a dome stadium because they want the Super Bowl to come to Nashville. Yep. It's going to be there, too. I heard Nashville is really nice. Got a homeboy uh, coaching at Tennessee State. Mm -hmm. Say Nashville is nice, so I want to make sure we make sure we get there. Hopefully, Fox get that Super Bowl mm -hmm. in Nashville. Mm -hmm. But I, anyway. I, I happen to go to school. Well, I mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't bustling like it is now. They it had wasn't. horse and buggy when you were in fact, school. I said on my podcast the other day, it's about 20 times the city it was when hey, I was exactly. It's, it's, I heard it was buggy. I heard it was bust. It's bustling it, now. It is exploding. When the last it's time you been there? About three years ago. Oh yeah, they they, they, they way better than that yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. How do you know? Don't worry about it. There you go. <laughs> can't tell you because you dry snitch up. I can't yeah. tell you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, unfortunately, I can't figure out how to fix this. No. Nor can you. Yeah, Skip, sometimes you just... It's a difficult situation yeah. to fix, guys, but at least there is some dialogue being had, something we will certainly be keeping close eyes on. All right, gentlemen, don't you think it's kind of fitting the NBA season started last night with a fight between the Celtics and the 76ers? Yeah. Up next, we're going to get into the skirmish between Embiid and Marcus Smart. That's on the other side of this break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Here we go, everybody. Joel Embiid and Marcus Smart getting into it in the third quarter of the 76ers Celtics season opener last night. Embiid comes down with a rebound, taking Smart to the ground, trying to untangle their arms. Embiid then slipped to the ground, and what do you know? A fight breaks out. Marcus Smart explained the incident after the game to reporters. Take a listen. He was went for a rebound. Basketball player went for the steal. Basketball play, referee blows his whistle, calls a foul. I stopped play, my arm's still stuck in there, and he tries to break it. But the fact that I was the only one that, that got, I guess, something out of that is kind of beyond me, especially defending DPOI, and that's how he gets treated. It's tough, but like I said, it's maturity. You know, I could have cracked his head open, but I did. Open. Big, big energy. <laughs> Shannon, whose side are you on here? I'm on the B side. Yeah. I, I understand you defensive player of the year, but you ain't Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is one of the top five players. And I know you, you're considered the best defensive player, but defensive players never get... It's kind of like offensive players, Skip. They don't have no protection for Aaron Donald. They got protection even for the, 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 the minorest quarterback in the NFL, let alone Brady Rogers or Mahomes. <laughs> they ain't got no protection for Aaron Donald or no T.J. Watt. You can cut him. You can double-team him. You can do all that. You can land on top of him. Yep. Marcus, you know how this go. You Like you said, you went for the rebound. You got your arm caught. And Joel and B. He went for the steal. He went for the steal. Yeah, yeah. Joel and B knows. See, if you take the ball, you're going to be big time. And I took the ball from you, Joel. Yeah, you're going to be doing all that in front of your whole crowd. Joel B said, no, you're not. Joel and B snatched it out of there. And it, that's the possibility. That's the risk that you run. Same play Rajon Rondo had with D-Wade. Remember he got his arm caught? Ended up getting dislocated his elbow. He did. Hey, that's the risk you run. I'm not going to let you take the ball because I know how you are. You're one of those guys. I took the ball from a seven foot two. 
300-pound guy, and you're going to be yapping the whole rest of the game. No, you're not. You're going to be yapping with your arm in the cast because I was going to snatch it out the socket to let you know that I am Joel Embiid, yep. and you're too small to be down here with me trying to get a rebound anyway. Send Al Horford down here. So I'm with Joel Embiid. I don't really know what else Marcus Smart expected the guy to do. I'm not letting you get this rebound. That's not going to happen. Mm. I agree. Times 10. <laughs> I thought what Marcus Smart tried to pull off was a Pat Bev style move where you're trying to reach and steal the ball, but you know you can't. So you hang on hoping to draw the offensive foul yes. from Joel mm -hmm. or on Joel. And you hung on and you hung on and it, it got a little dangerous because to your, to your point, now you're, you're going to be twisted into right. some dangerous territory. Right. Then he goes down, and then he, as Joel starts to move away, he reaches and just, just trips him up. Right. Okay, well, that won't fly. That's going to be a technical foul. <laughs> yeah. And so I had absolutely no problem with the way this was officiated because he deserved a tech. Now for the upshot of this, the technical foul that Marcus Smart deserved also served to ignite the Celtics to go on an incredible revenge run yeah. over, over a, a call that was called the right way, <laughs> that, that they are all thinking it was called the wrong way. Right. So two wrongs don't make a right. I don't know. It, it made a right for them. Correct. Because they took off. So from that moment, remember, at that moment, it was 63 all. Right. And it was even Steven. And all of a sudden, off the tech, James Harden goes to the other end and makes the tech shot. And then Joel's a little steam, so th they get to inbound the ball because it's still theirs. And he turns around and makes a 17-footer, and all of a sudden it's 66-63 to 63 visiting team, right. Sixers. And guess what happens from that point forward? They go on, Boston, the home team, goes on a 63-44 to 44 run. It's a 19-point swing, 63-44. Mm -hmm. to 44. And with 126 left in the game, they're up 16 points, and it's way over. Right. Okay? So th the flashpoint of the game for the Celtics and the home crowd, who was just ready to explode, was, was that moment when the refs got it right, and for the wrong reason, Boston took it personally and took off. Right. Right? And that's the way you handle it. Okay. All right. So there you go. But that's sports. That's just how. But I don't. <clears throat> what, did he, what did he expect Joel Embiid to do? Just like just just let just let go. It doesn't happen like that because you're still trying to snake the ball. <laughs> you're trying to snake the ball. So I mean, you're like uh-uh. And plus, you look. That's what big guys should do. Let little guys know you don't belong down here. This is big guy, big guy territory. And you're not a big guy. All right, bigger picture. I still think the Celtics in the long haul will miss their fearless leader of a head coach who okay. was suspended, I guess, indefinitely or at least. Well, he's suspended this year. year. For this year. And then I don't, I don't know what's see how he gets the job back. Okay, you got it. Will the young coach be able to, to detonate them on the defensive end the way Eme did? I, I don't know, but I doubt it over the long haul. Right. Opening night is crazy because emotions are running hot and high, and those two young players that we talked and talked and talked about during the NBA Finals. They were sensational. They were night. just sensational because it's hard to beat Jason Tatum going 13-20 and 20 and Jalen going 14-24. and 20. 24. It's just hard to beat that because yep. you go 35 times 2, well, okay, you're probably going to win a home game mm -hmm. like that, right? Yep. But I picked the Sixers yesterday to win the East. I, it's way out on the limb. 
I, I still wonder, is Doc the head coach to, to push all the right buttons for this? I love Doc, but they pushed a lot of right buttons last night. I liked a lot of what I saw mm-hmm. because Joel goes 26 and 15, and James Harden looked in shape and engaged yeah. to me last night, and he goes 35, and he had an explosion in the first quarter that was he went thirty. He days. went thirty-five, eight and seven. Yeah. Uh, Tyrese uh, Maxey had twenty-one. Tobias Harris. Skip. They couldn't stop anybody. They won't play defense. You let Boston shoot fifty-six percent. You let two guys go get thirty-five. Okay. But if I show you the stats, if you didn't know the final score and I showed you the box score, oh, yeah. you, you think, man, I don't know. Maybe Philly won this game, right? Well, well if you don't tell, well, oh, I saw a team that shot forty-six, eighty-two, oh. Well, somebody better made a bunch of threes of the other team because if you letting the team shoot fifty six percent cent skip and only on eighty two shots. Okay, but Philly won the three point shooting contest thirty eight percent to thirty four percent, right? Yep. Philly won at the free throw line twenty four to twenty two. Yep. It was at the two point line, you know, the, the from the two point mm-hmm. range. That's where they they lost because that was that, that Philly's was bench is going to have to give them more. I think the biggest difference in the game was the bench. You look at what Grant Williams and what Malcolm Brogdon. Yep, Malcolm Brogdon is going to be big for them, Skip. I it's thought he would be big. starting, but they 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 went with a uh, Derek White into the starting yep, into the starting lineup. I agree, but. He coming in, running that second unit. Grant Williams gave him some valuable, gave him valuable he? minutes because we saw what he did skipping that game seven when he hit all those. He took a bunch of uh, threes, but he made a bunch of them. Well, he made all three of his threes last so, night, and they yeah. were huge. Yes. They were big. They came at big moments. Yep. And yet, the column in this box score that grabs my eyes is the assist column because the Celtics had 24 assists to the Sixers' 16 assists. Well, 16 is so low. James with, had seven. With James, but Skip, the thing is, James, you, but you see how James, James does James got his shot off the dribble, doing okay. what he does. He's going to have to, Skip, I, look, I, they, don't, they saying, don't need 35 from James. All right, well, th- this is classic solo act. Yes. This is your turn, my turn, yes. your turn, yes. where your three stars, even Tobias, it's like, who, whose turn is it this time? Well, and There's look, no great ball movement. And Boston only had 11 turnovers. Can yeah. just imagine if they'd had that in the playoffs in the NBA Finals. Well, they would have won. Exactly. No, they would have. <laughs> exactly. No, that's, that's exactly the case to 14 for the right. visiting team. I still like Philly. There's a lot of firepower there. If they ever cut down, if those two big guns cut down on the turnovers, Skip, mm. they, had 10, they had 11 turnovers as a team. Yeah. The big guns had seven of the 11. Yeah, well, because Joel had six. No, I'm talking about the, uh, oh, Jason, oh, the Jalen Brown ones. and oh, Jason yeah, yeah, Tatum. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Can yeah. you skip? I mean, think about that. Two guys had seven. You only had 11 as a team. Mm. They could, they're going to be a tough out. They're going to be a tough out. They will be. And Jason Tatum, you know, they closed the, you closed the door in his face with that superstar table. He wanted that door open again. I gave him a key. Now, it's on him to open the door and go in there and have a seat. But he coming. He cracked it open last night. I'm not sure he walked. No, 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 no. They got to, no, no, no. We got to, yeah. no, 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 no. We got to, we got to do this in the playoffs. Yeah, he's sitting at the, the children's table. Uh, he had right a kitty table. He had yeah. a kitty table. Yep. <laughs> so you still feel good about your uh, sixes? I do. What about the Nets? You ain't seen that they play tonight, right? We'll see what happens. Okay. They're, they're interesting. They're the, the new dark horse in the East. Oh, the dark horse. Yeah. Huh? And you better not sleep on the dark horse. Oh, oh you, ain't see, you ain't seen old Giannis. I can just imagine what he got in store for somebody in the East this year. Yep, you could be right. He and his pride, Skip. Right. I, I hear you. And, and Golden State, your two picks look That look good. Strong. I look good. I look good, though. I look good, though. For a moment, but it's way <laughs> early. Ooh, I can't wait to go to State put something on your Clippers. <laughs> they going to wait until the Clippers put something on your Lakers. That ain't going to happen tomorrow night. LeBron probably go for about 40. Really? Mm-hmm. 
He's going to be guarded. Well, gentlemen, the Sixers will face Giannis and the Bucks tomorrow night. Oh. And then the Celtics face the Heat on uh -oh. Friday. All right, oh. still to come. Remember all those tensions, all that tension between Draymond Green and Jordan Poole? What happened after last night's first win of the season? How did it play out on the court? Mm -hmm. Skip and Shannon dive into that when we come back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, it's been just about two weeks since Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole during practice. The Warriors opened the season last night with a 123-109 win against the Lakers. And that win did include Poole assisting Draymond on a bucket. Shannon, after what you saw last night on the court, how do you think this is going to work for the Warriors going forward? It's just going to be uncomfortable. Their teammates, they understand they have a job to do, and uh, both of them guys have spoken about being professional and doing that job to the best of their abilities. But it just, I, I wasn't listening to the sound. But Draymond didn't even seem like Draymond last night. He didn't. I agree. Um, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why they didn't suspend him, because it had been even more uncomfortable that Draymond wasn't there for the ring ceremony. Um, but it just made, like I said, maybe it's just me. Maybe because I know what transpired. And I guess if you didn't know what transpired, you could say, well, I mean, it seemed like they were very celebratory and everything went off without a hitch. But it just didn't, it just didn't seem the same. It just seemed like everybody was, was uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was a great ceremony, very well deserved. The rings are unbelievable, but I, I just think the thing is now. And Skip, there are a lot of times that you know, on a foot, obviously football, we have you know three times the players that a basketball team has, um, and everybody is not everybody is not friends, but you have to be somewhat friendly. Yep. Um, and so you know, you don't go to everybody's house and everybody's not hanging out and talking and chit chatting and things of that nature. But this, it, I think, it's going to be tough. But I think they have the right mix of with Steve Kerr and Myers and Gruber and Lakeham that oversees everything and, and the, the the Steph Steph and Clay the nucleus is there for them to overcome it. Um, but you, the, I think the handwriting is on the wall. I think Draymond sees the direction that this team is going to be going in, and he's not going to be on on this ship after this season. Yep. Um, and and you know I I think he's okay with that. Well, I know no he wanted to spend. His career, I think everybody, when you have the kind of success that they've had, Skip, you want to ride it out. You want to yep. spend every, the last, if you play 15 years, you want to be with one organization. But that's not going to be the case. But it just, it just feels uncomfortable to me. But I do think they're going to get over it. And I think they're going to win a lot of games mm. because this is a very, very good team that's very, very well coached. Okay. Before I address Jen's question, allow me to say, I thought Steph Curry did a spectacular job emceeing the ring ceremony. Yeah. It's hard, man. Yeah. And you got a game to play, and your mind's on right. LeBron and the Lakers, but you're trying to pull this off. And right. I thought he was flawless. Mm -hmm. It was kicked off by Clay, who's a little nervous and a mm -hmm. little sort of scattershot in all of his remarks, but they were from the heart. Right. And, and they played well. But then Steph just took the night over. Right. And from start to finish, he didn't miss a beat. Right. In the end, he is 
the cornerstone leader of that team. Yeah. Yet he, he, he doesn't ever come across to me as an extremely vocal leader, such as you were in the locker room. That's, that's not the way Steph handles his business. Right. He, he, he doesn't have what I would call a dynamic personality. Right. He's not a force to be reckoned with in that locker room nah, 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 nah. as far as a vocal force. No. But I think he is a, a quiet, quiet force, force to yes. be reckoned yes. with. Yes. And, and it feels like everything emanates from him right. quietly, maybe much of it behind the scenes. Skip, in all those years, every year they've won the championship, got their ring ceremony parade, Draymond always have a speaking part. Yep. No, and it's not going to happen last night. Exactly. No, no I So agree. to say this thing was, oh, it was just like it normally would, that's not the case. Draymond, Draymond was supposed to be, okay, Steph, Steph goes last. There's no question about it. You saved the best for last. Steph's supposed to go last. But Draymond's not supposed to get his ring first with the starter. He's supposed to be in that group with Steph last. Okay, you want to put Clay Draymond last, whatever the case may be. It was yeah, different. he has been the spokesman for this. Yes, team. yes. And he's the one with the podcast. Yes. I thought Draymond looked extremely self-conscious last night, as if the, the whole world, the cameras are right. all meek from start to finish, and they're all watching me. And he, he was like giddy happy, yeah. like almost too happy, right. like nervous happy. Right. Because this is a whole new world for him. Did you see? He's in did the you spotlight. Did you see the thing? I, I don't know what was on. I, I saw it on social media, where it's kind of like it was like a documentary where he was kind of explaining like kind of what transpired, and he didn't know the magnitude of it because like he was he didn't know it had it, it had exploded like it exploded because he was at home with his kids, and you know you. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be talking about it at this point in time, Draymond. I, I would. I don't know. I would, I would not do. I, would I, I not, didn't see that. Was yeah. it his podcast? Or I don't know what it was on, mm -hmm. but they they shot it like it was a, like a, a documentary because it, it, he's it's really close up, like Spike Lee was shooting. You know, Spike yeah. like to zoom in and yep. zoom out. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, I don't know, Draymond. If if it was me, I probably wouldn't be talking about it. I would just let it. You know, hopefully try to get let people keep moving. Let it keep. Because days go by without it being talked about, I think you'll be, you know, obviously nobody, you're never getting over this because somebody's going to show it. And, you know, they had the suit on. He had his money green suit look nice. But then they had the overlay that had Jordan Poole's face talking about this, this suit cost $140 million. <laughs> That's so true. That's it was, it, okay. It, but, but like you said, Skip, he, he looked uneasy. He looked uncomfortable. All right. I do not believe that he and Jordan Poole will have any issue going forward, mainly because of Jordan Poole. Right. He just seemed above it all. He handled it perfectly. Yeah, he's like, beautifully. I got my bread. Yeah, he got it. And, and he knows he's way better at this point than Draymond. Yes. He's, he's pretty great. He just comes in and lights it up. As yeah. I tweeted, you know, he's throwing knockout yeah. punches. You know, like he came in well, and just bombed. Well, you were talking about how somebody has the greenest light. Jordan Poole uh, now has the greenest light. That's green. <laughs> Money green light. The point is, he, he could have escalated this on social media, yeah. nothing. Yeah. He could have escalated in the press conferences, not a word. Right. Professional, yep. start to finish. So I think they will be fine, and obviously they had a, a little uh, situation, you know, where, where they, they get no, that, but, yeah. but then they connected last night on right. the court because yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it was Jordan bounced it to right. Draymond yeah, 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 for the yeah, basket. Yeah. And it was like, oh, they connected on right. the floor. I yeah. think they'll have no problem yeah, we'll playing skip, basketball I, I, together. I, I can't remember ever a situation where it's been that contentious where, man, I ain't throwing you the ball. Even if a quarterback, uh, 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 you know, quarterback, and that doesn't happen often. I just read this morning, I don't know how true it is, that Trubisky and the receiver 
got into it. Mike Thomas says, I'm not going to confirm or deny that. But it's not going to be a situation where Deontay Johnson is open and all of a sudden Trubisky like, nah, you, you punched me. I ain't throwing you the ball. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, Skip, we're team, especially during that when the game's going on, I'm trying to win a game. And so if that means giving you the ball or doing whatever it takes, yep. that's what I'm going to do. I got it. But I'm going to say this about Draymond. He feels to me from a distance like a ticking time bomb. I just think he'll have his own personal issues where he's going to go off. He's, he gets over emotional. He's been doing this for years, but, right. but, but they, they got he never through went that, it. Right. He, he never went this far. He never went this far. And, and most of it was behind the scenes. Right. But then w- w- that thing at Memphis last year at the end of game one when he got thrown <laughs> yeah. out and then he does a big lap around the right. arena, that was pretty crazy stuff to right. me. He can go pretty crazy. Well, maybe he does have something. You know, Skip, he told about he has some things going on in his personal life that uh, he didn't elaborate on. But maybe, you know, maybe there are some things going on that he needs to resolve. And hopefully with the time that he was stepped away, he got an opportunity to resolve those issues. Okay. Um, and, 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 you know, sometimes it, it, it boils over. I hate that it boiled over in a punch where you punch your teammate. But, you know, sometimes, you know, guys handle things differently. And that was definitely not the right way to handle it. But sometimes, you know, we, we have things going on in our personal life that, it just becomes too 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 heavy of a burden to bear, and we lash out. All right. We hurt people okay. that has That's nothing fine. to do with it. But this is a bottom line business. That oh, you're absolutely. In, and I don't believe his production will equal, as you say, the tolerance. Like like pr- production won't outweigh the tolerance right. at some point because his game ha- is in some decline. Well, we're gonna well, we're gonna see this year. Uh, we're yep. going to try to get one more championship out of this. We're not just going to abandon what they did. We're not, not going to abandon the ship just yet. In the end, they they just shook their heads and said, we we got to get through this because we got to run this one back right. because our window is starting to close. Right. Our window may be closed with Draymond, but maybe we can keep it cracked open just enough that we cannot upset this apple cart. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, Draymond only played 24 minutes. Yeah. I mean, Steph played 32, Clay. Clay only played 20, but but you see the young guys. You see Jordan Poole played 28 minutes. Jermichael Green played 23 minutes. Uh, DiVincenzo yeah, played 22 oh, minutes. I like a lot. I've always liked it so, since yeah, Villanova. So, yep. Skip, you can see, I think, early on, they're going to rely on a lot of these young guys playing major, playing a lot, a lot of minutes to get them acclimated because I definitely believe that in the future they're going to head in a different direction without Draymond. I and they're going to make sure Poole and they're going to make sure – uh, uh, the Wisemans and the Kamingas and all those guys are ready to take that role on. It wouldn't shock me if Draymond was gone by trade deadline. Wouldn't you think shock so? Me. Just wouldn't shock me because uh, it depends on on how he can manage his emotions going forward. I, 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 I think I think Steph and Clay's like, look, let's 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 just hold this thing down for at least one more year. Let's get we we you owe us that to try to get five with the core three. Yeah, the problem with Draymond is, as you've brought up, I just don't know how valuable he is to anybody but this team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because absolutely. Because they, they, they don't have the shooters that, that nobody else got. Clay, Steph, Jordan Poole, the dribble drive, the handoffs, and all those. Yeah. I don't know. I think it ticks going forward. Guys, I don't know that I ever remember this much drama league-wide across the league <laughs> to start an NBA That's season. True, nope. Up next for the Warriors, the Nuggets come calling Uh-oh. Friday evening. Nikola Jokic. And next up for us, gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers trying to explain some of his post-game comments. <laughs> You're going to want to hear what he had to say. Skip and Shannon analyze it up next.
9-10 loss to the Jets on Sunday. Aaron Rodgers said the Packers need to simplify the offense. All right, so then yesterday he goes on the Pat McAfee show to try and further explain those comments. Rodgers said, quote, it was really an alert for our players. We need to lock in a little bit more and simplify things in our own mind. Even the most complex plays can be simplified in our mind. We just need to be better in the details. The details have not been good enough. Hmm, Shannon, break this down for us. What exactly is Aaron saying here? He backtracking. Hmm. He moonwalking like Michael Jackson did in 83. Yep. And I didn't know what you all simplified in your mind. Why didn't you say that on Sunday? That's what you should have said Sunday. Oh, we need to simplify things. Bruh, stop it. Stop it. You're not playing well, Aaron. You're not playing well. Skip, he's currently 24th in QBR. He has nine touchdowns through six games. That's the second fewest of his career through six games. Rodgers isn't raising the level of the players around him. Mm -hmm. And I can take you yelling if you play well. See, Skip, the thing was before, the same thing with Brady. Yep. I got a bro. You want to yell and scream? You play. Oh, man, that man. Hey, Brady out here balling. We out here bull jiving. Man, we got to pick out. You can't be bull jiving along with me bull jiving and then go be yelling and screaming at me. And that's what's happening, Skip. Aaron Rodgers is not playing well, and he's trying Oh, the young players. What about the old players? Mm. It seemed like the guys that were waffling about retirement are not playing well early in the year. There have been two guys that, oh, I don't know how much longer I'm going to play. I don't know if I'm going to come back. There's a lot. It's the, the magnificent unknown. And one guy retired, and then 40 days later, hey, Noah no, no wasn't even on the ark. Noah was on the ark longer than somebody else would retire. And it seemed like those guys right now are having a little tough time of it, Skip. Mm. But Aaron Rodgers full of it. He's full of it. That, that's not what he meant. He, 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 he's trying to backtrack on what he said. Simplify, and, and, and Matt LaFleur is like, says, I don't understand what he, what did he mean? Oh, we can simplify things in our mind. What, well, you need to tell them that. I can't simplify the plays. This is simple as it gets. The play is what it is. Yep. Man, this dude here. This dude here. Bruh, you are not playing well. Now, you can dress up and talk about the offense need to be simplified or yada, yada, yada. Go back and, hey, you ain't got no more of that stuff that you brought from Peru? Mm. You ain't got no that, that concoction? Call Joe Rogan and get some ivermectin. You ain't, you, you ain't got, they got something. Because that's what, you know, it put, put you so at ease. My mind, I was so free. Uh, everything was blessed. Irie, brother, Irie. Go do that. Mm. And stop making excuses for why you play like trash mm -hmm. right now. Mm. So, Shannon Sharp, you and I have been doing this show for six years. Yep. Plus. And I told you from day one... <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is a master media manipulator. He is the shrewdest of operators yeah. because in the end, he is the all-time, all-time, he is the Mount Rushmore of finger-pointing blame deflectors. Yeah. And this is blame deflection. Simplify was a code word for my supporting cast can't measure up to my intellectual football league. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they don't get it. I get I'm, – I'm operating on a plane way above all of them, so <laughs> I just don't have enough help. It's another way to say right. I just don't have it because these kids that receive – they don't get it. Bruh, it's, it's, not that, it's not that complicated. You throw, I catch. I ain't have no econ – John had an econ uh, economics degree from Stanford. I have a criminal justice degree from Savannah State. You throw it, I catch it. It's as simple as that. <laughs> you need me at 10, I'm going to be at 10. You need me at 14, I'm going to be at 14. What do you need? 
I got you. All that other stuff. You, you, that's it, Skip. He, he want to be so proud. Okay, you're a genius. You got 160 IQ. But at the end of the day, can you deliver the ball? Mm -hmm. That's all I need you to do. I need you to deliver the ball. I am not just quantum physics. I don't care. Two Jeff Flager drive. <laughs> Give me the ball. And he wants to be seen as the smartest man in every room, but especially in the locker room. Yeah. Oh, I know more than my coach. I know more. You know, he needs to simplify this because what's going on is, 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 is cluttering the guy's mind. They need to simplify it in them. How? Skip the play is what it is. Well, I love Matt LaFleur. Excuse me. LaFleur's response to this was, I, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Simplify. Yeah. Aaron doesn't know what it means. Well, let me tell you what. What's happening is, is that, man, y'all see them guys. You see what I'm working with. How am I supposed to win with those guys? Yep. It's them. It ain't me. I'm still the same guy. No, you're not. No, you're not. You, you, you're not. We've never seen Aaron Rodgers play like this, Skip. Nope. Maybe Simplify should be Simplify because he needs the Marines to come and save him, right? <laughs> he, does, he does. And he is still trading off, living off that long-ago Super Bowl. And every time we bring this up, a whole nother year passes. What was it off the 2010 Ten. season? Mm -hmm. So it's we're going on, what, 12 years 2011, ago? 2011, 2011, 2011, 2011. Yeah, that's true. 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. He went on a road wild card run. Where yes. They played every game. They had to play ex the extra wild card mm -hmm. game, but it was all on the road. Mm -hmm. And so there was no, what's your favorite word? Expectation. Yep. There was no expectation of Aaron Rodgers because they go to Philly against Michael Vick and it goes to the wire. And yeah. Mike makes one bad choice right. and underthrows a little bit in the end zone, but it went right down to the wire. Yeah. And then. Where'd they go to Atlanta? They blew beat, the doors beat, beat, off beat Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, they, they beat Atlanta, then they went to Chicago. They went to Chicago. The championship and he game. got such a break because Jay Cutler, my guy from Vanderbilt, right. your guy that Mike Shanahan traded up to draft, yep. the Bears were really, they were pretty good. Defensive, they were very good. Well, well, guess what they had? They had the NFC Championship game at home yep. to get to the Super right. Bowl. And he, whatever, sprains his knee and winds up on the bicycle in the second half. And the immortal Caleb Haney almost beat Aaron right. Rodgers. If you look at his stats, he almost threw a pick six to Earl. Well, well, he owed the Packer fans that because was it the year before or two years before he had gagged? They were yeah. 15 and one. Yep. And the Giants came in and beat the brakes off him. Beat so he oh, so he owed mm -hmm. Packer Nation that performance after what he had did, won the MVP and gagged and gagged it away in the playoffs. I mean, they were terrible. They were terrible, but he was pretty terrible in the fourth quarter of the game oh, at yeah. Chicago. But they survived because it was Caleb Haney. Yeah, well, he almost he almost gave that one away because Erlacher picked him, and he almost took it to the house. Okay, and then to his credit, he's the Super Bowl MVP, and yeah, he gets our man played Jennings with the the big post route touchdown. He was unbelievable. I was at that game. Yeah, he was unbelievable. And yet, I know for a fact because I was close to Ryan Clark, Polamalu shouldn't have even been playing. He had a pulled hamstring, right. could barely run. Right. And Ryan wasn't exactly a speed demon at that right. point in his career. So Aaron picked him apart. Right. Way to go. You got your Super Bowl. And it still took uh, 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 Clay Matthews pulling the ball out of Mendenhall's hand. He I think that, I think that yeah, was Yeah, he his. did. He pulled it out of his hands. Mm -hmm. And guess who the head coach was? My, my coach is Mike McPendley, yeah. right? <laughs> he, he won a Super Bowl. So oh, he's another guy living out that long, long ago Super Bowl. Why you think? Riding on the coattails of Aaron Rodgers. So everybody knows this, but I'm going to restate it one more time and drive it home. Aaron Rodgers, the last two years, had the best record in the NFC, had home field advantage to the Super Bowl twice as the number one seed, and 
to use your word, gagged it at home. Yeah, he did. He gagged it to Tom Brady, and then he gagged it Jimmy to G? Jimmy Gag. Jimmy Gag got him. Really? Jimmy G, and they had the ball twice at the end of that game, right. and he completed one pass in the final two series of that game, and it was a four-yard pass to Devontae Adams. And I still... I, I insist that at this moment, Devontae is actually killing two teams because he's killing his Raiders off the last game that he played. Right. But he's really killing the Packers because I didn't think this would come to, to, to roost. I, this, I didn't think it would but, be this but, bad hey, either. Th this is Aaron Rodgers is actually getting exposed without Devontae Adams. It is now clear that as, as Aaron has gotten later and later in his career, he's aging faster than Brady aged yeah. to me. Because what's Aaron, 38, going on 39? 38, 30, 39. Yeah. So he's going on 39 December or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And yet he, he's, he looks older and plays older than Brady does at 45. And all of a sudden it, it comes clear that, wait a second, Devontae was making him. And it's rare that you see a receiver make a quarterback, but it got to the point last year where Aaron could just flip it in his direction. Yeah. He completely yeah. trusted that, what is he, 17? 17 yeah. will just go get it. Right. I just where's 17, I'll throw it in his Well, breath. he's had way better receivers than Brady's had. I mean, I, I don't think, I think we don't do his receivers, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, uh, James Jones, uh, Donald Driver, uh, Greg Jennings, I don't know if I mentioned him, um, yeah, Devontae, yep. Randall Cobb, mm -hmm. all those guys were Pro Bowl players. Mm -hmm. I mean, let, let's not make it, Jermichael Finley was, was a, a solid tight end. He was. Uh, he, the injury forced his career short. Yep. So let's not pretend like he hadn't had great players around him to throw the ball to. It's just not been Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. And I, maybe maybe these receivers aren't to the caliber of what those guys were. Well, okay. Welcome to the welcome to the world of a lot of other quarterbacks that's never had seven, eight Pro Bowl wide receivers to throw to on any given Sunday. That's a fact. And I've, I've said it from the start. I still believe that the other Aaron in the backfield can be, on occasion, their MVP. They're right. just not featuring him no. the way they used to. You know, they, they, they definitely need to run the football. Skip, the offensive line is not as, as, is not as good as I thought it would be. I thought getting Bakhtiari back yep. at left tackle, Jenkins back at the right tackle. I think that's what he played. I think he played right tackle. Mm -hmm. He might play guard. guard but, yeah. I, but, I, but I thought, I was like, okay. They got Runyon at, at, the, uh, at, at the left guard. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, they're going to be they – the, the offensive line, been, um, but maybe, you know, Jess just like, we're just going to beat it. We're just going to attack the quarterback. But but for what I've seen, they, they, ooh, I don't see it getting any better. And now the defense has started to crack. It has started to crack. And I thought it was yeah. five-ish. Yes. Because you look at what they did early on with the exception of that uh, uh, that Minnesota game. Um, they went to Tampa and they, they I mean, they held Tampa to 12 points. Now, maybe that's not as, as – uh, a daunting task as we previously thought, yep. considering they only got 18 against a banged up Pittsburgh Steelers team. But there's something, there's something going on. There's always been a seemingly a disconnect. They try to put on a brave face mm -hmm. between LaFleur and Rodgers. Because uh, I don't think Rodgers initially wanted him. I don't either. And then that's what that's what uh, uh, Murphy said, hey, don't you be the problem. Because <laughs> we went, we they didn't even consult him. Nope. They didn't they, they, Aaron, what do you think about this guy? Oh, here's your, new, here's your new head coach. So the shock to me was that the Jets, who are obviously on the rise, yeah, the yeah, surprise yeah. team in the uh, league. Give Solly credit. Yeah, even beyond the Giants. Yeah. The, the Jets are the surprise yes, team. Yes, absolutely. But they went to Lambeau, and, and they, they said, uh, Brees Hall said after the game, they, they were talking about in the pregame locker room 
hey, if we score, let's do the Lambo leap. Right. Well, most teams don't go in there thinking we're going to do the Lambo leap. Right. They're, they're thinking, can we survive? Right. You know, are we going to get embarrassed? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are we going to get humiliated here? And the Jets went in and just did a number on them because the Jets just, I think they looked at the tape and said, we're just better than they They, they just out-physicaled them, Skip. They just beat, they beat them up up yeah. front. On the both lines dominated. Yep. You see, I mean, they run reverse and Barrios takes the handoff and goes. Uh, Brees Hall takes a handoff and goes to the house. They were just more physical. Yep. And then not only did they do the Lambo leap, they wearing cheese heads out of the stadium. Saw. So the rookies are, are leaping and wearing cheese yeah. heads that they got from a Jets fan. So he's wearing a and he actually went up the wrong tunnel uh, up the Green Bay tunnel. Yeah. So it's just they're yeah. just rubbing it in like crazy. Yeah. I and, mean, it, it, that, that hurts because I remember Skip when we used to play and, and teams come in there and they score a touchdown and do the mile high salute. But that ain't y'all. Don't do okay. Mm. But the cheese head, that that's like sacred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm at the cheese. You wearing the head, Skip. Mm. How you gonna wear the cheese head? And then you do the Lambo leap. You, and it just so happens, Skip, they had a pocket of Jets fans right down there. So the Lambo leap was perfect. They go leap. How y'all let the Jets fans get those tickets? Get right uh -huh. that close to the Good question. To the field. So to your point, I don't think we're gonna get an R E L S yeah! from oh, Aaron yeah. Rodgers. R E L-A-X. Relax. He's panicking. He's panicking. I think he relaxes too much in the offseason because he's got all kinds of stuff going on in the offseason except preparing to play football. I do think Brady keeps a leg up on him because Brady stays in supreme shape, and I think he's more committed to getting ready for the the long haul of the season than Aaron I definitely don't think Brady losing consciousness. No, he's not losing consciousness. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's happening. Yeah, but we are talking about the back-to-back -back MVP here who, who looks like... I can't tell. You can't tell. Nope. <laughs> and now it's their fault, yeah. and it's the coach's fault. Way to go, Aaron. And Matt LaFleur says everything is on the table, gentlemen. Eight interceptions through six games. That's way ahead of the past, the pace for the past that three seasons. That man ain't three eight interceptions in three years. Right, we'll see more Aaron Jones sometime soon. Mm. All right, up next here on Undisputed, gentlemen, one of Russell Westbrook's former teammates is coming to his defense, and you are <laughs> not going to believe who it is. We'll tell you on the other side of this break. Durant, who's speaking out about the criticism surrounding his former teammate, Russell Westbrook. He's been receiving so much the past year. Here's what KD has to say about it. I understand that at certain points where you don't play well and people are, you are open to criticism when you don't play well. Uh, we get that, but it, it's, 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 tip, it's like now you, you, you're making him the buddy of jokes now. It's like, yeah. it's, it's going to a point where it's like, all right, I get the criticism for what he did that night, but now it's starting to reach a different level of some that I don't under, yeah. understand right now. KD defending Russ. Shannon, does KD have a point here? No, everyone tries to defend Russ when he's gone. KD, the greatest, the greatest defense that KD could have offered was stayed and played with him. Thank you. <laughs> he defended him so much, he said, nah, bro, I'm good. Yeah. And guess uh, uh, Bradley Beal, he defended him. But he said, Bradley, I want out. Let's you and I go somewhere. Bradley Bill said, no, I'm good, cuz. I'm going <laughs> to stay right here. He did. He called Kawhi. Yep. Kawhi wouldn't return the call. Wouldn't return. Paul George was there, just signed a new contract. Yep, Paul George said, you know what? Hey, let me go and get to L.A. Yeah. 
Everybody will defend him that doesn't have to play with him. James Harden defended him when he played. What? James Harden said, no, nah, this, this ain't working, bro. Mm -hmm. This ain't working for me. Mm -hmm. That's all I can go on. That's all, all I can go, Skip. All I can go on is, is, is what these guys do. Not what you say, what you do. Ain't nobody said, you know what? Hey, Russ, let me and you go down to Miami. Let me and you go somewhere and link up and get this thing right. People try to link up with KD. People try to link up with LeBron. People try to link up with Kawhi. People mm -hmm. try to link up with such and such. Why ain't nobody, why ain't nobody trying to link up with Russ? Why, do, why aren't these teams saying, I'll give you five first-round picks for Russ? Mm -hmm. That's a point guard that uh, out of five years, four of the five years, he averaged a triple-double. What an MVP, a top 75 player. And don't nobody want a point guard mm -hmm. that can give you a triple-double on a nightly basis? Nope. Nope. What, no. what am I missing? I'm not Bob Myers. I'm not uh, uh, Mr. Arback. I've never put a team together. But I would think if he's what everybody from Kevin Durant and everybody saying he is, somebody has to want him for something. Yep. Yet no, none of the other teams want him. They don't. They want him for the draft picks, and then they want to buy him out. That's it. Can somebody offer me that? That's all, KD. Just ask just, uh, anybody. KD, Bradley, bro, hit your boy up and say, hey, Sharp, you don't understand. And just says, okay, will some team trade the Lakers for Russ, Russell Westbrook? Mm -hmm. why, is, why won't players want to link up with him yep. like they've done other players? Chris Paul, people want Chris Paul. Hey, CP, where you at? Devin Booker was on a, on a hey, let me get CP, hey. Y'all need to get CP3. Y'all need yeah. to make a move for CP3. Mm -hmm. Why? Everybody defending. How many? Defending me and say, well, you should say, guess what, KD? Now, I would have been the every word out of KD's mouth. Had you went to, had you went to uh, Joe Cy mm -hmm. and Sean Marks, hey, look here. Y'all move Kyrie. Yep. Send him to L.A. for Russ. Mm -hmm. That's you all go. you had to do. And I yeah. said, you know what? KD, a man of his word. Well, that got proposed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, yep. hey, hey, he shot that proposal down. He did. He shot that proposal down. If KD would have said, hey, LA, LA do a deal for Kyrie, I'm tired of Kyrie bull jive. Mm -hmm. He don't want to get the vaccine, and he's done showing up here, and that, yada, yada, yada. Yep. Give me Russ. Mm. He didn't do that. So all this, I, I get it. it. It's fine to, uh, to support your brother, but it's not backed up by the teams mm. wanting to trade for a guy that averaged a triple-double four out of the five years, a top 75 NBA player, and the Lakers can't even give him away. Mm. To the point that, let's say they, they do pull, let's do the hypothetical to Indiana. Let's say they give up the 27, 29 unprotected first round picks and Indiana says, we'll take him. And they negotiate some kind of buyout. Right. And all of a sudden, Russ is paid off maybe 75% cents on the dollar, right. whatever, wherever it is. Right. And all of a sudden, he's free. Yeah. You sure somebody's going to take him? No, Does no, no. Want no, no. I know. I know. Not somebody. I need the guy that's on team that's defending him. I need Kevin Durant to go to Joe Sy and Sean Marks and say, we need him. Yeah. I'm going to need Bradley Bill to say, hey, I want to bring him back in the fold. I want to hit all these guys that's offering defense of him because now he's free. Yeah, because if he gets bought out for $47 million, you, you can you can have him. And, and you could get him on the cheap. Get him for right? pennies on the dollar. That is correct. Because John Wall got John bought Wall. out for 90 cents on the dollar. He, he ended up going coming to the Clippers two years, $13 million. He Basically, sure he made the $47 million that he would have – he got it back. Uh, so, that so, for me, 
the irony here is so steep, it is so deep, that the irony is, to use Kevin's word, toxic. Because I'm pretty sure I was the first to report. The reason Kevin wanted out of Oklahoma City was he decided, I'm going to repeat this story one last time from a source very close to Kevin, he decided, I cannot win a championship with Russell Westbrook as my primary decision maker. Yeah. Everything that Russ is getting criticized for right now, Kevin was quietly criticizing Behind back the in the day. Back in the day, going way back to when he shocked the world by leaving. He, he left poor Russ in a lurch. He left him high and dry. He left, and, and Oklahoma City got nothing for him because he left as a free, free agent. Free agent Skip, right? you remember Kevin Durant's last year. They were playing the Golden State Warriors, mm -hmm. and Kevin Durant and Russ was on the podium. And somebody asked about Steph Curry guarding Russ, yeah. and Russ was about to respond. And Kevin Durant put his hand like this and said, "No, let me let me take this one." I remember that. Hey, even after he was defeated right there, and walked out the door. He did. He walked out the door because he couldn't take him because all the flaws that we're seeing on the big stage right now were on a much smaller stage there, and Kevin saw them from the start. Kevin knows basketball. Yes. He's a hooper. And he knew that Russ had bad hands. He knew that Russ was a terrible three-point shooter. And at that point, he was a decent free throw shooter. But he could see the decline. He knew he was a turnover waiting to happen. He knew that he was so bullheaded, bull in China shop, that, remember, he was the one dribbling the ball up the court every time. And he'd look over at Kevin. Kevin's over on the wing going, my turn? No, I got this. Right. He, he just hell-bent to the rim. Right. And in those days, his athletic ability was so supreme that he could get to the rim or the free throw line, and it worked. <laughs> and Katie says, well, you know, I get the criticism if a guy plays bad on a particular yep. night. Kevin, it's more than a particular night. Do you understand that when we come out here and we show the guys turn the ball over seven times? The guy shot seven for 25 from the field. You do realize that's not good. That's not winning basketball. Stats. You look at, oh, triple-double. But it doesn't equate to the winning game. It doesn't equate to you winning a championship. There are a lot of guys that can put up stats. The, the Hall of Fame is littered with guys. They got tremendous stats. Yep. What the title to go along with that? That's at the end of the day, that's what it's about. So I don't think the criticism, the criticism is unfair. Yeah. I think the criticism is, is very fair it's very of a fair. player that's a top 75 player, that's an all-NBA player, that's a former MVP. And he doesn't, he's not playing like that. What is it that, what, what is it, it? Maybe it's my TV. Maybe I need to get a new TV. Yeah, Kevin's saying he's the butt of jokes. He, he's a joke. Yeah, that's what happened. No, he's a joke. Yes. It's funny. It's comical. I mean, I, I, I mean you're talking about a, an NBA, a NBA player that at least once a game, he steps out of a yeah. bound because out of yeah. bound. Or he loses the ball, ball pops up in the air. Or he falls down trying to... I mean, I mean, it's, I mean not, not every night. Okay, I, I get it. Look, on a given night, you know, guy might make a blooper rib, might drop the ball or something in football or have the ball, you know, make an error. But every game, every night. And, and now Russ is becoming a sympathetic figure in the eyes of ex-players and some current players and stars like Kevin. Leave him alone. No, no. He won't leave us alone. He won't. With that play. That's a all, fact. All he has to do, Skip. Let me tell you how, let me tell you how to stop people from talking about you. Play better. Yep. Makes That's sense. all you got to do. Yep. You want to stop the fans from booing? Play better. I guarantee you they won't boo you at home. Mm -mm. Now, on the road, they're supposed to boo you because that means you're putting in that work. 
But if you don't want them, if you don't want your home crowd to boo you, it's or easy. you don't want them to say no, yeah. play better. Mm -hmm. Yep. It ain't that hard. No. Nope. And comments like blaming coming off the bench for a hamstring strain, that probably doesn't <laughs> help the situation much either. No. All right, guys, back to the NFL coming up after this break. Will the Eagles lose a game this season, or do you think why they'll Eagles stay undefeated? Fly? Maybe we can why get Eagles some do on this one. Yeah, yeah. That's why coming up when we return. Right The 1972 Dolphins are certainly taking notice of the Eagles' undefeated start to this season. The team admits, yup, they're keeping an eye on Philly's season as they celebrate the 50th anniversary of their unblemished record. According to Fox Bet Sportsbook, guys, the Eagles currently favored in every game the rest of this season. Odds are 20 to 1. They go undefeated this regular season. I love it, Shannon. What do you think? Can you see the Eagles finishing undefeated? I can't. I say the Eagles will lose <clears throat> at least two games. I got them uh, penciled in to lose week 16 for sure at Dallas. Uh, for sure? For sure. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I'll take that. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, is is Coop, yeah. Cooper Rush going to start there? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Heck no. You got zero. They mm. definitely go undefeated in the regular season of Cooper mm. Rush starting. It is just so hard. Um, the best I've done, I went 13-0. And it's just so hard every single week to play at your absolute. And where'd you finish? We finished fourteen and two. Okay. We lost to the Giants, um, and then we lost again on a Monday night to the uh, Dolphins, and then we finished up beat the Chargers. Uh, I think we beat the Chargers. I think yeah, we beat the Chargers. Uh, and then what happened? We won the Super Bowl. Oh, that's Super Bowl. Yeah, which the, year? The, the, the second year. Second, the second year, ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Got it. Right. Got it. I, I, Skip, I got. I would say they'll lose at least. I, I'll say at least two games. I say uh, more likely they'll be fifteen and two. It's just so hard to stay focused every single week. And teams, the the longer you go, they see that eight and zero, nine and zero, ten and zero, eleven and zero. That's their Super Bowl. Especially if they're not going to make the playoffs, that's their consolation prize is to knock you off. Because we lost to the Giants, and I thought the I think the Giants won five games that year. I hope you're right about Christmas Eve because <laughs> all I want for Christmas is that win. <laughs> And yet, already Fox Bet has the Eagles a 1.5 point favorite, one and a half point favorite at Dallas over my Cowboys, featuring Damn. Dak Prescott. Skip, that's two months away. They already got a line for the two months away. Yeah, you know how this works. <laughs> All right. Do I give the Eagles a shot to go 20 and 0? I give them a shot, and usually I would laugh at that concept. Yeah. But I give this team a shot because, number one, they play an even easier closing schedule or schedule in full than Dallas does. And they're out of their minds hot right now because I've never seen anything like what's happening. They're number one in takeaways with 14 by far. Yeah. And they're number one in giveaways, fewest giveaways, yeah. with two by far. Right. So when you combine that, that means they're – plus 12 in turnover differential, which is the overall telling stat. Yeah. It's the one you hang your helmet on. That's eight clear. Eight clear of the Ravens and the Vikings, right. who are plus four. So they're plus 12 in turnover differential. Right. Shannon, something is going on yeah, here. But, Skip, I mean, week 14, week 14 through week 16, they're on the road three times in a row. Right. At Giants, at Bears, at Dallas. Now, obviously, the Bears... 
Uh, we don't. Okay. But the Giants, that's a division okay. game. It, it could be. And there's one at Indy that can be tricky because yeah. we saw Kansas City lose it. Right, Indy. right. So it, can, it, it, it could be dicey. Right. There. But in the end, do I give them a chance? And if, if they did get unscathed through 17, then you got two home games to get to the Super Bowl. Right. And then you're going to have to deal with, I don't know, I, I still like Cincinnati, but it could be Buffalo. Buffalo. Could they beat Buffalo on a neutral field? It's going to be tough. It'd be doubtful. <laughs> It'd be, yeah. be very tough on that one. Listen, I love that quarterback. And, and you want to talk about loaded. You want to talk about deep. You yeah. want to talk about the two best corners in football. Whew. So what do you – scale of one to ten, what do you, what do you say? Scale of one to ten going undefeated in the regular season. I'd give it a four, which is pretty high. I'd give it a one. A one? I would give it a none because I could be the Cowboys going to beat them. Okay, good. I'll take that. Then case closed. We got them. But that Shannon Sharp says it's done. <laughs> that's right. still not enough for y'all Period to win the division. The sentence. I do <laughs> no, love the Jalen Hurts well, comeback story, guys. It's been so much fun to watch. All right. Marshawn Lynch, he's weighing in on Russell Wilson. And trust me, you do not want to no, miss what he had to say. That's yeah. next on Undisputed. There's no beautiful symphony right now between Marshawn Lynch and Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson. Marshawn Lynch says he can't talk to Wilson directly anymore. To keep in touch, Lynch has to talk with his manager. He then said, quote, if I can't call you, I ain't calling you, especially if I went to war with you. Shannon, what's your reaction? Russ James, Skip, I had heard this from some players that, were, that was on that team. I didn't believe it until I heard Marshawn tell the story. If you my boy, you mean to tell me I can't just pick up the phone and call you directly? I got to go through a manager? What? I wish I might have to pick up the phone and call John Elway and go through his manager. Oh. Skip, I get it. There's some place, like, I don't expect to be able to pick up the phone and call LeBron <laughs> or Magic Johnson or somebody like that. I get that. But I don't have that relationship. Bro, we were teammates. Yeah. If I can't call you direct, I ain't calling you, nah, especially nah. if I went to war with you. He started dating a celebrity, he and did. he turned into one. Well, he went completely over the edge into superstar celebrity, and it's it's not serving him well right now. I would hate to see what they 15, their 10, their 15, their 20-year reunion oh. of that Super Bowl team. I would hate – ain't no way – I don't know how Russ goes back. Mm. He was – Skip, he was despised when he was there. He's Russ. even more despised now. Yep. You might well just sit there without Russ. That's bad. That's bad. I, I didn't know it got that bad. Words, guys. Great show. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but we will be back tomorrow morning to break down all the latest NBA action. 